Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of All Queued Up. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, what we do here normally is we review two shows in their entirety on an internet streaming platform. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher and Betty. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Oh, I'm good. Are you good, Josh? You got to eat, so. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. He's I'm not hangry decent. anymore. <laughs> no. Well, I wasn't hangry to begin with, but that's I was, good. You know, can you guys yeah, answer yeah. a question for me? I have a question for both of you before we before we get to our guest. Um, what's fresh air like? I don't know. I live in California, it's, so I have no clue. It's beautiful. It's oh, amazing. It's, it it's nice. crystal clear. It's like... The weather this you know, weekend was just... Oh, it was perfect this weekend. It was so nice. Hey, uh, the, the, anybody... You, you, ever, you ever see a video game in just like perfect 1080p? Yeah. Like yeah 60 yeah. frames per second? No, my it's, my town. It's, it's my town like looks, that. My town looks like uh, fucking Silent Hill. At like, you hear the sirens, but it's smoke. It's just smoke. If you're gonna have a gender reveal, please just send an email out for fuck's sake, because I can't. Fuck. This is terrible. Uh, I'm but, so glad I spawned before the gender reveals because that is the <laughs> stupidest damn shit ever. It's up there with push presents, in my opinion. It's just like, no, you're having a baby, not an accessory. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, what the Seriously. fuck? Well, Stop uh, setting things on fire. <laughs> well, there was there was like a grandma that got killed at a gender reveal party for her upcoming grandchild. Did they shoot few, her? Uh, no, they <laughs> had some type of. Uh, they had some. They had some type of box that was supposed to blow the lid off. Oh, and God. reveal what it was, and like essentially, they had made a pipe bomb. Not knowing what they were doing. Wow. And the shrapnel killed the grandma. Wow. It's a fucking grenade. That puts a curse over the whole birthing experience, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your Welcome grandma died for you to be born. <laughs> wow. Um, well, guys, we have a guest today uh, that's going to join us in all the conversations, but especially the 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 uh, the main one that we're going to have today, which we're excited about. Um Hello, Heather. How are you today? Hey, I am doing well. I'm doing amazing. How are you guys? <laughs> like a pipe bomb, though. Like, I'm just sitting here trying to be quiet. I'm like, Grandma got uh, nailed by a pipe bomb. Like, right. <laughs> I can't wait for that hit holiday song. Grandma got nailed by a pipe by a bomb. Pipe bomb. <laughs> waiting for, for the stupid send out an email. My inner pyro is just like, you did that all wrong. Like, <laughs> all wrong. Like, <laughs> awful well thank you for joining us today um yeah, i no think problem. yeah the 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 conversation that we're going to have today i think is going to be uh for anyone curious what, what our topics are today we're going to talk about lovecraft country episode four um or is it five i lost track four four, four. okay i was right uh the uh the boys episodes one two and three which is the only ones that aired on amazon prime and uh and then we're going to talk we're going to have a heavy discussion about addiction since all four of us have uh history with that um I think that conversation is going to be fantastic. Uh, Amazing. But let's um, let's let's dive right into uh, episode four of Lovecraft Country. Uh, mm. 
if you're not keeping up with the show, I highly recommend doing it. Uh, um, uh, HBO Max is is where you're going to find it um, if you don't have HBO as a whole already. Um, and I say that like if you don't have cable or you don't have Hulu that has it. So um, I can't recommend the show enough. Uh, I would say last week's episode was better, but I, just a, I agree because this I, got a little Indiana Jones ish. It got very <laughs> uncharted. Like was very water, uncharted. It was a joke between my guy and I. We were sitting there watching it and loving the Indiana Jones vibe. I stated that, and the water when they got in the water, we were like, "Okay, we're gonna wait for that Indiana Jones movement when you have to escape the water." You know, <laughs> so I love the Indiana Jones vibe about that. The yeah. only I had one gripe about that episode last night, um, and the premise of the episode, you know, this uh, the order of the new dawn. Uh, the they were trying to find these pages uh, that were missing from the original book. Uh, the pages, you know, in order to translate them, in order to hopefully learn spells that can protect them uh tick and his family and friends against this order so that was the whole purpose of them searching for these pages and they were in a vault in a museum in boston so they had to go back to boston the one thing that took me out of it for a brief moment is how the vault opened with the beam of the moonlight it's like, oh, all of a sudden the moon at this perfect time is going to hit at this perfect angle and you're yeah. just going to have this shiny, bright light. Um, sorry. And then it disappeared once the vault opened. Come on. That's that level of convenience that you see in Treasure Hunter movies. Yeah. Uh, that shit happens. Like that shit happened in Uncharted. That shit happens in Tomb Raider. That shit happens in Indiana Jones. I'd even mm-hmm. go as far as saying Alan Quartermain. Um, oh, so absolutely. That's why. I mean, that that specifically, and like the the like the bridge that was falling, and the puzzles, and the booby traps. I was like, good lord, treasure hunter. Yeah, hunter. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like Uncharted is one of my favorite video game series, and I love the Uncharted elements, the Indiana Jones style elements. But at the same time, it was a little on the extreme side. Um, but I di- it didn't detract from my enjoyment. It's just specifically that one moonbeam effect just really just like, oh, come on, you can do better than that. <laughs> it was, a, I'll, I'll give you that. It was a little lazy, but also on the same note, like um, I think what makes it stand out a little bit better uh, in regards to that is is the characters because yes. I'll, tell you right now like journey smollett fucking still kills it as letty like 100 percent. sorry leticia fucking williams or lewis um i don't know why i say williams every time <laughs> because you're uh, terrible with names greg i know everybody yeah. that's been listening to this podcast for more than one episode knows that you suck when it comes to names like i'm i'm exceedingly exceedingly happy that heather's name is constantly on the screen in front of my face otherwise i'd forget <laughs> your name already I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm, I can't remember names either. So like I can't even hate at all. I, um, I love the Lovecraft, and I mean, like I live with like my sister is a diehard. Like her and Jeff are Lovecraft fans. Like I mean, like all I know is Cthulhu. Let's just be honest. And I kind of was 
it's like, oh yeah, yay, Lovecraft. And because I've heard so much about it and my brain just shuts off. And so I was kind of like thinking it wasn't going to be good. But as I love it, I actually do love it. I love the way it is fast paced and like, yeah, it was cheesy and it did go straight Indiana, typical stuff, you know what's coming. But the way that HBO is doing it where it's exciting and like they managed to keep you in it and just enough gore and just enough thrill and it, it it's rolling. So I, I'm pleased with it so far. Yeah, I, my phone. <laughs> I, um, like I think I think last week's episode was was more powerful because the, the supernatural element and Love the it. the racial element were tied us to one plot and it, it like the ending was so satisfying. Whereas this episode didn't really have that. It just added more to the lore of what they're dealing with. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna catch up with it. Um, that that feeling that it left you with, it's gonna carry over into the next episode. Because yeah, I agree, that sure. last episode, the haunting, like that was the episode that sealed it for me. It was just so amazing. And like you said, with the with the haunting and the supernatural, and then the racial aspect, and I loved it when she she finally had enough and she went and handled it. I was screaming at the TV. I was well, no, no, with the racists. Like, of course, oh, I was yeah. screaming at the at the ghost, but it was like it was so satisfying when she finally was like bitches i've had enough and she I'm just and, yeah because i mean i'd straight up murder somebody <laughs> with that noise like you you can't do that like so yeah a, a it character was a character that i absolutely love even though clearly they're not to be trusted is um uh tick's uh, uh father oh my god yeah, yeah. He's a lot of fun montrose montrose that's Mont a drinker right yeah He's yeah. the guy who's drinking a lot in this episode. Oh, and he's so the guy who killed the chick that I was like, oh, I can't believe you just yeah. did that. But I yeah, I'd probably that do that too. Like I was straight <laughs> up waiting on him to die. I was like, this dude's part, you know, like given too much fatherly. Like I was like, okay, when is he, when's he dead? You know, like I, I was waiting on him to die this whole episode. But then at the very uh, end he when he did no that, way. I was like, oh shit. Like, but he did read the book. Like I'm just saying. Yeah. He knows what's coming. <laughs> Um, uh, that that also that reveal of, of what was inside the 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 crypt the crypt or tomb or whatever you want to call it with the the, the woman. The um, I I thought I did think that part was very very cool. I was like, oh, this is like again, it goes back to that whole treasure hunter shit. But um, that that like her being ancient and not speaking the same language and but tick understanding her i was like this is this is fucking rad. yeah like, really well that's it. a blood right right there you know yeah. right. It, it's like speaking slytherin you know yeah i will say this to like supernatural it's coming to an end and it's been very disappointed and for some reason i'm getting like to anybody that likes supernatural you will like this show like yeah. it, it, we can't ever replace them, but it's the way they're doing it. I'm really enjoying it. And it's like, yes, I, I love this. I was like, uh, when he came up to that blonde dude, the creepy, creepy, like albino blonde man started coming up to her sister. And I was like, oh, you're do about to do a crossroads deal. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, that freaked me out. That scene left me going, "What?" The I, fuck? I was like, I, well, "Blonde, <laughs> like blonde albinos creep me out." Beth knows this. They don't. Yeah, you don't weird. like blonde guys at no, all. No, they're uh -huh. weird. Like that's that's straight up. Even weird. Ryan Scar or no Eric Skarsgård. She did not. Is it Eric Skarsgård? Yeah, what no. the oldest Skarsgård brother. Yeah. She, she found him creepy, and everybody loved him. But and she I love Trublet, but it's just you too blonde. You're too I blonde. I, 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 I don't you need make, more melanin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Especially German blondes. They really weird me out. <laughs> you, you would really, really be weirded out by my brother then. He's like, his kind of blonde is so white that, or, yeah. or whatever, that his body hair is non existent. Like, it doesn't, yeah. you can't see it. We are not those kind of girls. No, hey, you need to have more body hair than me, okay? Some people are afraid of gingers. The albinos freak me out. So let me be clear about the body hair situation. I lack body hair because of my mom's Native American blood. Exactly. My brother Josh got all the German heritage, and he's covered in hair, but you can't see it. So he's only German blood. You only know he's fuzzy if you touch him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god or like the right light hits him and you're just like hmm that looks like a coat sir whoa what's going on there you make a fine <laughs> rug brother <laughs> <laughs> just uh, creepy Bless your, I, I, I feel bad <laughs> oh no it's dude don't, dude don't, who's calling me he's married and he's happy and whatever but um uh yeah it was a good episode i think i think the show is definitely gonna have a solid like next few episodes because they set something up big in this one um yeah i've never been a big fan of monster like i, I kind of mentioned this when we started watching it i'm not a big fan of monster of the week like i don't like like hey we're gonna have an entire plot that is not centered around the main overarching plot and then we're gonna have like 10 percent of the episode be about the main overarching plot and this show's like nah 50 50 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because there's a couple of stories here that I'm like, where are you going with this? I'm Especially okay with the that. Ruby story. I'm very curious. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you hooking up with you know Hitler's perfect area? Yeah, I know. I'm you trying know? not to say that. I'm trying not to go there, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, you can go there. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're just waiting for him to pull out his original signed coffee of yeah, mine. You comp. know, you know, signed <laughs> coffee. Like, ugh. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> oh, so. boy. Um, well, why don't we go ahead and give a grade to this and we'll move on to the boys because I feel like that's going to be a deeper conversation. Um, I'm going to give this episode a solid B+. I don't, yeah. I don't think it was uh, as good as last week's. I don't think it's good as the other episodes. I think it's the weakest so far. But by, by standard of just the other episodes, it's still good. So, um, Or other shows, I should say. It's still good. So I, I yeah, solid B+. I can't wait to see more. Uh, what about uh, what about you, uh, Betty? Um, I'd actually give it an A because my mouth was hanging open most of the time watching this. I was going, "What?" Yeah, you know, so I am. I'm excited about what they're going to bring to the table next week, and you know how they're going to pull all this stuff together. Because again. The, the whole Ruby thing. I'm, I'm more interested in that story right now than I am the rest of it. And I don't know why. I'm like, what are you doing, girl? What are you doing? You know? So I give it an A, a solid A. All right. Uh, I'll, Heather, uh, okay, Josh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you. I'll defer. 
what, I, what I wanted to do was I wanted Betty to then pass it to somebody else and like we. Did oh, I'm sorry. I passed well, it to I, Josh, I and then Josh, you passed that potato on to Heather. Shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, see now you know it's coming. Uh, I will say probably an. It's 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 strong, but it's not as strong as the other episodes. But it's still quality. I'd give it an A minus. Uh, you know, there was really just the one thing that I had the nitpick about, and. I can't and help like, it. it. Yeah, that that thing just took me out for a brief minute. It was your tick. It was. It was. It was your tick. Uh, now I feel bad because like y'all are. I feel like y'all are being generous. Like I'm going with the total B. Uh, well, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They, well, they yeah. said I, I feel like uh, yeah, it's got the absolute ADD seal of approval. But uh, they set the bar so like with last week's episode. I loved it so much. Yes, it was great. But you showed your hand, so now like it was a good, good solid B. Yes, that's why I think next week is going to be week. a good build up because yeah. of this episode because mm -hmm. they've left a lot of opens. So how next are you going to do that? Yeah, yeah, it'll so be good. B, but definite, yeah, watch definite absolutely. B. Yeah, I mean uh, awesome. we, we've all given it like high passing grades, so it's. Watch, still watch the so absolutely. essentially you're looking at a b plus a minus exactly it's, you know it's, that's only yeah. a point difference and whatever you're gonna say watch it uh, it's my, it's if it's I, fun if i brought home a b plus my mom would be proud so there you I go i know my parents would be absolutely thrilled <laughs> <laughs> and my parents would be like you can do probably better. get money <laughs> yeah yep. yeah that's true like i'd get money <laughs> and i get it you know do better next time and <laughs> yo <laughs> We had completely different childhoods and oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as it was a C in passing, I was gold. Yeah, she's getting high fives, twenty dollar bills. <laughs> I never made a C. I was too afraid to make a C. That would have been bad. <laughs> well, you say that my reward would have been a uh, to rent a video game. That would have been my reward as a kid. I mean, to be fair, I, I usually I was an A B average, but I didn't try. So after I started no. trying, I like at my bare minimum was a C, and my parents knew that, and they were like, "Well, shit, her bare minimum is not failing, so can't hate." You know. I mean, I could go on a whole tirade about how our how our scoring system in school is all broken and shit because exactly. a, C, a C is what every kid should be striving for. B and A is overachieving. D and C is under, or sorry, D and F is underachieving. C is average. Yeah. Why are we not telling people that? Like, what? I was that anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm average. We, we don't keep scoring exactly. Homeschool, so if she either gets it or she doesn't, yeah, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> if she gets it, she passes. <laughs> that's an A. <laughs> if she uh, doesn't get it, we work harder until she does. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move over to boys. Yay. Um, so before we get into season two. Uh, uh, Betty and, and Heather, I believe. Did you watch season one before yes. any of Okay. Yes. The week it uh, came, the day it came out. She watched it. I yeah, just Betty. watched it last week and I was amazed. I loved it. I okay. loved it. <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to get your thought on that before we w dive into the boys mainly because um, season one definitely has a slightly different tone than season two. Um, it does. Uh, so, so you said you loved season one. I, I did. I, I it was shocking. I love. Yeah, I, I was. I was able to watch it all. I loved the. I loved the, the story. Like where I love superheroes, and it was just superheroes are 
fucking dicks, you know, and they're, I like that take on it. So I was very intrigued and, and, you know, come on the dolphin. Like that is iconic. <laughs> oh my God. That was amazing. And just different takes. Where but season just... two upped it a notch. So yeah, oh, we'll talk God. about that in oh, a minute. My God. That, that so scene. I saw it coming. <laughs> that scene i was just like oh god yes this is gonna uh, happen was, and misty's like what's gonna happen and i yeah, told her what's gonna happen exactly. she's like no i was like yeah yeah yep. and it did yeah i did and it yeah, was did. glorious but you oh. know with the first season having recently watched it i had to say and not knowing i was watching the first episode and going along and then all of a sudden his girlfriend is just splattered that was insane and i mean my mouth fell open and i'm like oh my god i'm screaming at the tv and it was right about the time my husband called right when he got off work and i was like so am i literally watching a super villain in the making because i feel like that's what's about to happen he's like you just gotta watch it we'll yeah see. i had to watch it and yeah it i mean it, did he did you read the comic? No, haven't okay. read the comic. The only complaint I have about the show is the gratuitous sex scenes. I, I think mean, you uh, could tell most of the story without the gratuitous sex scenes because you know this is something I will watch with my 15-year-old, almost 16-year-old. But neither one of us is comfortable watching a freaking sex scene together. So I have I to mean, make no. sure that it's constantly ready to be fast forward or we're both going, oh, oh, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like I can't sit down with you guys, you and Jeff. Like, that's so. No, it's like, you know, I don't want to watch. It's like watching porn right in the middle of your show. It's like show, 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 porn, show, yeah. show, show, porn. I'm like, why? You but can, but you if you're going to do it, I got to say, like, you know, make it fair. Show that dick. Like we see titties uh, all the time. I'm just legal rights. Hey, you <laughs> I mean, saw both on Lovecraft it, Country. I'm just saying it's only yeah. fair. It's only right. <laughs> like, I remember that was the biggest sweet. complaint about uh, um, uh, Game of Thrones. Was like, yes. it's like, so too much vag and, and boob. We need to see some boners. And I, was like, I mean, like it's only fair. <laughs> it's equal rights. <laughs> I don't want to see either one. So I do want to tell you guys about some differences between the comic and the show because I find that fascinating. Uh, the show does a fantastic job of keeping the theme of of, of dissecting and and um, oh, there's another word I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, but basically sh like taking what we know to be popular superheroes and putting a uh, satirical uh, um, twist on them, a more yeah. realistic spin. Yeah, very yeah. like Superman. Uh, that Superman wouldn't be the Superman in the real world. We, he would Garth Ennis sees him more as Homelander. Yeah, right. Homelander's a dick. Um, he really is. So one of the one of the big differences about the opening scene uh, with uh, Robin and and uh, Huey is that they're at a theme park or not? Like I think it's a theme park. It might be a carnival. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's standing there holding her hands, and then the next thing he's just holding her hands. There's no giant blood splatter that doesn't happen in the comic. And uh, A Train is chasing another villain. As a matter of fact, he he slams into the villain, which is what causes that. And he slams the villain into a wall, and Robin just happens to be on the other side of that of that situation. Um, she was there pancaked. Is, she was meant to die. You see one panel of her on that wall and it's like parts of her. So oh, there is nice. some, there's some graphicness in the comic, but it's not, it's not like what you saw on the show. It's a little different. Yeah. I have to admit what I saw on the show, I, I was 
quite amazed. I mean, my mouth was open. I was just like, wow, I can't believe this just happened. This poor dude. And when we were watching season two, Jeff just kept saying, man, he always ends up with other people's blood all over him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm different. I love violence. I like, I love violent, gratuitous violence in certain ways. And that's where I, that's where I had, I was hooked. Like she just steps off and then all of a sudden it's just blood splat. splat. All over him, ass, blood, and guts all everywhere. Yes, I felt so bad for him. And he, you know, when he was imagining um, talking to the representative who came about the money, you know, I I was thinking, oh, good for him. And then I realized real quick, I was like, no, he's not really doing this. This is a dream sequence. It was. So I'm glad he's he's balled up a little bit, you know, and and he's hanging with the crowd. It's gonna get him. I don't know. Maybe he's special himself. I don't know. I, I'm very uh, curious about his his storyline. In, in in the comics, one of the things I think is really fascinating that they changed, um, and arguably, I mean, it it is it's it's not better or worse. Uh, compound V. Uh, in the show, it's used as a chemical that changes babies, and that is a thing in the comics, but slightly different. Um, and but the thing about the chemical is that it is temporary. And if you take it, you have temporary superpowers. So there are moments in the comic where the boys um, will all take Compound V to uh, to fight another group of, of, of superheroes or try to arrest them or in some case. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the situations is that the first time Huey takes Compound V, he goes to punch another superhero in the face and literally punches through their skull. Oh, oh wow! Love that that they they hope they that happens. Yeah, that's right up your alley. <laughs> oh yes, it is. It, it's it, <laughs> yeah, it's it it does become uh, an addictive substance for certain superheroes or people that want to be superheroes and get a hold of Compound V, which I think is a it was a great element that they that they made a primary point in the show. Um, but that was one of the biggest differences to me was that Compound V was not what it is in the show. Uh, but there's also like Vought seems to in the show own all of superheroes like they own so fucking much and in the in the comic it's not as widespread but there are other groups of superheroes and i hope that they bring it into the show but there's a group of superheroes in the comic named g-men and it's a whole parody on 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 the x-men there's even like a um uh i think he's called like the badger mole or something like that but he's a parody on wolverine and it's fucking Uh. hilarious but, uh, See, that's what I thought Popclaw was just a little snarky laugh at Wolverine. How it might, she, yeah. how he is so big, and yet you know, she has essentially the same power. You know, ooh, you pop knives out of your hands, you're a sea yeah. level hero, you know, because Garth Ennis is very tongue in cheek when it comes to heroes. And speaking uh, of Garth Ennis, uh, uh, one of the um, one a comic that he wrote a long time ago. Uh, before the boys uh, was called the pro. Um, and I think this was his like gateway into parodizing parody, whatever, doing a parody of the superheroes that he had to write for years. Um, it was uh, uh, a hooker who in the middle mm-hmm. of like giving a blowjob gets hit by like some kind of meteorite that gives her superpowers. And <laughs> uh, I like that uh, so story. She- so she uses her superpowers to give like super speed hand jobs. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> and it isn't until the situation that, that gains the attraction of the, uh, um, this comics justice league, if you will, 
that is comprised of the Saint, Superman, the Knight and Squire, which is uh, Batman and Robin, and they wear um, very revealing clothes. And it's it's said in the comic that they are gay, a gay couple. Uh, the Lady, who is a parody of uh, Wonder Woman, the Lime, Green Lantern, and Speedo, the Flash. Um, and uh, one of my favorite moments in it, it's so funny is there's a guy that wants to hurt the pro. So he, he goes into her house to like rob her or get some information or something. And she finds him there and he grabs her, her baby and he puts a gun to the baby's head and he says, I, I'll kill your baby. If you don't do anything, she's like, don't hurt my baby. All of a sudden her, his head is just popped off and the saint is standing behind the, the bad guy. She, you know, he grabs the baby and hands it to her. And as a thank you, she decides to give him a <laughs> job, which he has apparently never had. Um, so he says, he says, he says, you need to move your head. And she goes, why? He says, I'm going to finish, move your head. And she goes, I don't get it. Pushes her, pushes his, pushes her head off. His cum shot is so strong that it blows through the roof of the building. Yeah. That's hilarious. Absolutely. I have a question. Yeah. So she's giving a blow job when she gets hit by a meteorite, right? And then she got. Did she, she bite power. down? She Did she bite it off? That is what I want to know. Well, because if I was my first thought, right. not because that bad thing would you the board. How is she going to jack him off later if she bites it off? Like, well, well, no, I mean, it was a customer. A She's a pro. Thing. I mean, you can't blame a chick who bites it off if she gets hit by a fucking meteorite. That's that's understandable consequences of getting a blowjob by a hooker I mean, on a why does why does the girl have the pace of man? We do not question porn; it just is. That is true. <laughs> what what I what the reason the reason I mentioned this as as a former pizza man. That storyline was always <laughs> that storyline was always bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, like how many times does that happen to you? <laughs> the reason I mentioned the pros because I want I don't know if I want them to add the pro into, into the boys show, but I what I do want them to do is make a like make a movie off of the pro, uh, but like use the people involved with the boys because I think that they're doing his his whole like superheroes ain't shit kind of attitude towards it and i i i love that about i was really worried that the that the show the boys was not going to imbue that whole like giving these iconic superheroes a new look i was really worried about that and i'm really happy that not only do you two love it but that um uh it, that's crystal clear that that's crystal clear to you guys that it's like oh okay this is supposed to be superman and not fuck superman but hey Superman is unrealistic by a absolutely. So, uh, that's the reason I mentioned pro because, like, I that want come that. shot though. Oh my god! Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. The next shot is uh, him like saving the plane with his pants down. <laughs> so, There's uh, yeah. so many avenues. <laughs> Just wiener flapping in the wind. But you know, these are these are questions that would come up, you know, among friends who talk about these things. Because I'm sorry, you know, eventually <laughs> these things are going to happen in this type of universe. You know, it's okay. So how's this going to work logically? Because yeah, if you have super strength and all your super parts, what is a cum shot going to be for you? I mean, oh, damn. you know, I mean, it's, it's, you'll I mean, have to use IVF to get your bitch pregnant because you can't ever come in her. She'll fucking explode. I'm just this, saying this is the most existential 
conversation I've had about crush cots in my life. Uh, no joke. I, I wish I was joking when I say this. There's an entire plot of Spider-Man where he gives Mary Jane cancer because of his radioactive scene. Uh, oh my yeah. god! I mean, yeah. He should have put yep. a wrapper on it. I mean, the radi—it's radiation, or whatever. It goes through, like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um. It doesn't I mean, hang around yeah. as long as term. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole thing. I nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's. Um, I guess let's dive into season two then, since uh, we're kind of in the midst of this conversation. <laughs> what What did you guys think of like the new character Stormfront? Let's just go there first. Love her. Uh, that's the electric the bitch, that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like she's there to be like, like when she, she's a cunt. Like she, like I, I thought she was. Oh, like I was seeing where she was going. Like she's all like I was behind her with the you know Dixon badge. Like wise you know girl power. I mean, oh my god, the girl girl power, girl power. It's like oh my fucking god. So I got that, but then like you saw what her character was when she straight up killed the the father. When she was going after him, like you knew then, like this bitch gives no fucks. Like families were killed. She didn't do any, like she gave no shit. So, yeah, I that's, don't like her. That's why I love her. <laughs> she is the female version of Homelander. Yes, yes, exactly. But I don't like her for that. Like, well, I don't um, like her. I can't wait for her. I can't wait for her to get what's coming. That's all. I'm oh, that that's that's what I love about a great villain. Exactly. Uh, is you know the the better the villain the better your story and uh, she is say, being set up to be wonderfully terrible she's killing people like she's used to it so i don't well, know and that, but the is. thing is she's not the same as homelander because homelander really does try to put on this front of you know i'm a morally good you know superhero i always <laughs> do the right thing and she's like Fuck this shit. You know, she's straight up. She, I don't think she ever really lies about who she is as a person, but no. he does. You know? Yeah. And so I was not surprised to find out that she was not everything that everybody might have thought she was. That, yeah. you know, she really is one of the bad guys. And I kind of figured that from the beginning because when she was hired, who hired her? It wasn't Homelander, it wasn't Amanda, you know. And he got all pissy. It was Voight, the guy who owns the freaking company. Of course, she's a plant. He hired her directly. She's there to gather intel and to basically clean up their messes. And wow. I think he's trying to figure out a way to get rid of Homelander because Homelander's gotten a bit too big for his britches. But she took off that boy's hands, though. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff was not happy. He was he was very sad because he thought, oh, we're gonna have this great character, and he's like, ah, oh, so she's a cunt. And I was like, yep, she's a cunt. <laughs> I yeah, saw it coming. I, I I was I was hoping that he would be around for at least another episode or two, but you know, I mean, that episode gave us one of the best scenes ever. I'm sorry, but I love the deep. I yeah, that, that poor bastard. <laughs> that poor, poor bastard. I know. How he's just so noble and trying to help the creatures and of the sea. Just can't. I mean, could you imagine growing up and hearing the goldfish scream? Like well, that's horrible. <laughs> what about the um when he gets you know bailed out of jail by his 
superhero dude. And they start handing him the book. And we, me and Jeff looked at each other and we started dying laughing. We were like, it's Scientology. That's what this is. It's Scientology in their universe. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> essentially. As a Scientologist, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> okay. I, okay. There's a backstory to this. I am an, okay, I, I'm just saying. I'm we an, have a I'm male a war going on. Scientologist. She is. I signed her up for this because she signed me up for some church shit. Some Ted Garner shit, and I keep getting all this the shit in the mail from Ted Garner. So I was like, "You real, bitch!" <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna sign her oh. up for Scientologist because once they got your name, they never let well, go." Well, then I said I signed her up after the after the Antichrist yeah, another stuff. One. There was the monks that made your hand caskets, yes. and they sent you little crosses yes. that were handmade a, by one little cross. You got a handmade cross by I got a handmade cross. So she's like, I'm going to get you back. And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm curious. Let's see how this plays out. Let's do it. And then what um, was it? What was it, Betty? You asked me a few months back. She's like, I got to get my sister back somehow. (laughs) What can I do? And I gave you a suggestion. You said, yes, that's perfect. So Heather is the one that I helped you prank. (laughs) And if it was Scientology, it wasn't a prank. It was a gift. Like, yeah. we don't even know. I don't think like, it was the Scientology. Yeah. It was something, though. I remember. Let me tell you, you don't even, like, Scientology, I mean, you don't even know. They I, I, they email me every day. I have, I have a card. It has my name on it. I'm a card-carrying Scientologist, so, yeah. <laughs> Best okay. present ever. I know when I got it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and I can't find anything to get her back either. Like, unless I find a cult that's actually going to come kidnap her and Shut the dangerous, fuck up. <laughs> it's reached the levels. There is no exceeding. Like, how, how do you beat making me a member of Scientology? Like, but if anyways. anyone out there has suggestions, please hit these people up. <laughs> no, <laughs> do not suggest shit. Yeah, uh, do yes. not. <laughs> or at least make it fair. One of you for her, one yeah. for me. And okay, Christians and Mormons, like they show up. They're not persistent. Like you got to beat Scientology without getting her kidnapped or involved in like the FBI. Like, yeah, don't swap be, my house, you man. You can't. You can't fuck her. But yeah, suggestions. <laughs> hit them up. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. <laughs> I've great. reached out to Facebook, man. It just, I can't. I've got nothing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the deep. So, the deep, deep, got, a, the deep got a whale <laughs> drill. Scientology. <laughs> that poor whale. That whale. Oh, man. And he then comes poor in, he's in riding. The, whale. the heart beating. Oh, the well, neck, yes. the heart beating. He's. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just going to spoil it because this seems too good. The deep's riding the whale, and he's on the back, and he's like all Aquaman, and he's like, "I'm going to stop them." Yeah, they're trying to head this boat into this storm drain. I'm going to stop them. And I was like, they're going to drive the boat right through the whale. Oh Misty said, yep. "No, they're not." I was yep. like, "Yes, they are." Yes, they are. And then boom, you see this fucking speedboat just <sighs> hit the side of this whale and just completely blow through it. The blood everywhere. Just, just so and then it just that whole scene was was already spoiled on Twitter by Amazon weeks ago. Okay, really? Good. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. That. I feel this. Well, not everybody uses Twitter, spoiler. Greg. 
I'm you just saying you're not really <laughs> spoiling it if it's already out there for public yeah. to see. Yeah, you just have to make a oh, choice to avoid information. But there are people like me and Heather who did not know this until we saw it. So I mean, Yeah, uh, and me. I didn't know either, but oh my God. And then the fact the that you see though. them inside and there's just bits of whale hanging off of them everywhere. Like Huey's laying there covered in whale blood. And that beating heart right next to him, and yes. there's just wriggling bits of whale body oh, on his face. It was bad. Oh, God, it made it me so think bad. of the Star Wars scene where Luke hides up in the cut open tauntaun. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Know when, when Butcher was coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, well I, I actually said the line, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Right. Uh, <laughs> At least they killed the Tauntaun quick. That beating heart, man. I know, I mean, right? Like, I was just like, well, I the Tauntaun froze to death. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, like that poor whale just it was died dead. slowly. Yeah. That whale was still alive while they're coming out exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my, can, can, y'all are standing right next to the heart. Somebody stab it. Just put. Come on. The heart's beating and it's sitting there. It's out of the water and it's you know it's it's got air, but poor you know, deep. I mean, poor, poor it's deep. just bleeding out oh traumatic the scene reminded me of that old footage of them like of of the demolition people trying to blow off blow up the whale on the on the beach and it just rained out oh yeah and it was raining down chunks of whale on cars and spectators so that was hilarious it's like you dumbasses (laughs) you know they actually did that in uh reno 911 the movie oh i have yes 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 it was fucking hilarious oh god that movie's so funny (laughs) But yeah, so I'm I'm really digging season two so far. Okay, can um, I just state one thing? Guess yes. who's coming to season three? Dean what? Jensen Ackles from Supernatural has already been confirmed for season three of The Boys. Oh, oh wow. awesome! I wonder yeah. what character he's going to be playing. Yes, yes, it's confirmed. He signed up because the maybe the he'll director, be the replacement for Homelander. Well, the director of um, The Boys is actually on supernatural he created and wrote for supernatural eric kripke so okay yeah and so i was very yeah so they've been working together for years then yeah yes they are and that's my man right there dean i always (laughs) always enjoyed him when he was on smallville no uh, we don't talk of that (laughs) (laughs) we don't i'm just saying that's where i was introduced to him from um but yeah i've never watched supernatural so I'm upset. Oh, yeah, dude, I can't. It's amazing. It's a it's a girl based fandom mainly, but it's funny as shit. It's like there was this one episode with imaginary friends that were real. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Yes. Best episode ever. <laughs> the teddy bear blew out his brains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't take he this can, anymore. He couldn't handle life anymore, so the teddy bear <laughs> blew out his brains. Like when it first started out, it was complete monster of the week type of show. But then about like the third, fourth season, it started evolving where there was plot beyond that. And it got amazing. And like, it's got a dark sense of humor. Yeah, real it. dark. Like teddy bears are blowing their brains out because they can't take life. You know? So uh, well, I, was really I, I feel pretty- that's actually a fitting in for a teddy bear. You know, it's like, you know, they can only handle so much of your, you know, some kids baggage. And yeah, eventually right. it's just like, oh, fuck, I can't do this anymore. Yep. <laughs> but I, I was really thrilled when I heard that because I do, I love the, it's not, I love the dude that plays it. I love the character Dean. So when I, I, he signed on to the boys now, I can't wait to see what character he plays and where they go with this. So 
but yeah. They, yeah, I'm see. I, I'm I'm excited to see where they're going. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get uh, um, uh, typecast, so that way he can maybe stretch his legs a little bit with acting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm excited to see. This will be his first, you know, well, role after Supernatural. And I'm something you that. something that you mentioned from the comics, how you know Compound V was just known and people would use it. Now that we've seen in season two, the public now knows about Compound V. Maybe there's a way for it to be implemented. How the boys, you know, some of these people like Stormcrest or Stormfront, like Homelander, they can't take them on by themselves without any abilities. So maybe they'll be like, what if we start experimenting with Compound V, Compound V to fuck around? Compound V is that might, a street drug. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, you'll see addiction issues like you saw with A Train in the first We're season. Seeing it, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I hope they go that route, and I hope they that we get the G-Men, uh, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be the G-Men, just other outside heroes, because well, it was alluded to. Happen because yeah, I think it was. And her and her brother, and finding out mm-hmm. why she never spoke was, yeah. yay, now I finally get it, you know, but bless her heart i felt so bad for her because of what she had to do for because of her brother you know because yeah. i love my sisters especially yeah. the one with us right now and if i had I'm her, I'm that's her so kid. hard that's such a hard choice to make and you yeah. know she loves him but at the same time she knows that what he's trying to do isn't right she still has morality now you know i'm gathering that the chinese must have had access to compound v and that that's something i wondered about in the first season is if, if it's in america it's got to be other places as well that's something they do in the comic that's very prevalent i'm from not next to my mic i'm like a mile away um is uh, uh other countries definitely have it and there's heroes in those countries as well uh okay. Vaughn, Vaughn is just an american company as yeah far as it's like, just yeah that's the american side of it and that's something that Giancarlo Esposito's character, Stan Edgar. God, I love that dude. He plays a villain so well. In uh, his conversation with Homelander, he's like, I have to clean up your mess. You're the one that gave Compound V to these other countries, and now they have these super terrorists. And Homelander's like, super villain, that's the correct term. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, he's like, regardless, I'm having to clean up your mess. I don't have mm-hmm. to consult you on anything yeah and he's like well you know my contract's up this year maybe i'll just go somewhere else so it gave you the idea okay they don't have control of all the heroes there's other heroes out there so it opens the door for them to bring in other elements now yeah Uh, and then homelander son yeah oh yeah Oh, quick yep. fact. Do you guys know that the guy playing Huey is the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan? Did not. No, I did not know that. Yes, he yeah. is. Uh, He's another, very good actor. Know. Another little fun fact about this show. Um, in uh, season one, uh, Huey's dad is played by... Uh, um, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I saw he's, that. He's the, he's the model of the character that was used in the comic. So Huey yeah. in the comic looks like Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! And Simon Peck knew that he's he's known that for a long time, and he's just like, I'm absolutely happy to be in the in the show. Yeah, so. I gotta be in this. Gotta be. Yeah, in he's this. like, I know I'm too old to play Huey, but can I play Huey's dad? And they're like, Absolutely. 
If you don't like Simon <laughs> Pegg, I just don't want to know you. Yeah. I mean, really. Hey, just know me. Yeah, I just don't want to know you. If you He's can't a pick something. Yes, he is. That's he and Nick Frost both. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yes, Hot Fuzz. I still, I mean, like, I love the zone, like, but Hot Fuzz still cracks me up so much to this day. Which one <laughs> would you rather watch first? Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Yes. <laughs> And then, yeah, and the gun shooting up in the air. Like, you yeah. ever, fly, you ever jump through the air, find your gun going, yeah. ah! <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> Love that movie. So many people have not seen this, and it's, it's I don't get it. I'm like, That's you have to see this. I know Josh still needs to watch it at World's End, but other than I that. Know. I know. Oh, wow. But Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are That's, regular yeah. viewings. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are, are far and superior I, what, than At World's End. but I have no idea what At World's End is. It's the third part of the Cornetto trilogy, as they refer to it. Okay, it's, what's uh, that? Yeah, see, That's just what they refer to those movies as, because oh. they're eating Cornetto ice cream cones, which are popular in the UK okay. in every movie. Like that's the ice cream cones that you see them eating in Shaun of the Dead and in Hot Fuzz when they're on patrol. I love huh. it. Didn't know that. Like uh, when uh, when he's like, I got to make a quick stop in the shop. He's like, you want anything? He's like, Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a little Italian. Yeah, I like that. I didn't know that before. Love those movies. They're so adorable. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to know you if you don't love Simon Pegg and those those movies. I just don't. So when does episode four come out? Uh, Fridays. Episode okay, so it's going to be Fridays. For the remainder of the season on a weekly basis on Fridays. And yes. we, right. will, we will on this podcast be reviewing every episode that comes out on each episode until the show's over via whatever. Is it just okay. yeah. Or is anyone else upset that like they're starting to do shows on a weekly basis again? I'm, like, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Part with of it. me, Caught part of me is upset level. by it. Part of me is upset about it. We've had this discussion on here before. Some shows it works to drop everything at once, especially if there's like a six to eight episode and they're only a half an hour in length. Mm-hmm. Drop it all at once. It's digestible. It's four hours of your time. Yeah. But shows like The Watchmen, shows like uh, Lovecraft Country, by being on a weekly basis, it allows for them to stay relevant longer. That because I adore Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. But Stranger Things, the first three seasons of it, all dropped at once. After about two weeks, people weren't talking about it anymore. That is true. Well, and I like it, too, because with all of us in quarantine now, life is very different. You know, uh, we lived in a different world just six months ago where we would be out on a Friday night or a Wednesday night when these shows would come on, you know, when we were younger. So now that we're all stuck inside, it does give me something to look forward to during the week. Oh, yeah, this show's coming out Friday night. Oh, yeah, this show's coming out Sunday night. So it gives me something to look forward to. And then like if something happens, like say yeah. this week where I was just way too tired by the time nine o'clock hit, I was like, can we watch this tomorrow? Cause I got to go to bed. So I got, you know, we watched it the next day and I like that because we also didn't have that just 15 years ago. You couldn't just, you know, decide you weren't going to watch your show when it came on, but you were going to wait until, you know, however long later, because you'd have to have certain, you know, equipment for that and it costs money mm-hmm. and all that DVR. crap. 
Well, yeah. I said I said like two nights ago, I was like, Lovecraft is the first show that's coming on a weekly that I've been excited about in a while. Like, and so that's yeah. impressive to me. For me to say that, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this show every week. That's a statement. So it is good. I'm excited. I, I'm very anxious to see where they're taking this. Please keep yeah. it up. Scare me. Thrill me. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I uh, honestly, I, I have a friend who who mentions it before that like, when you dump an entire show at once, you get to talk about the entire show. And I know that's the premise of this podcast. At least that's what we originally wanted it to be. But I honestly think that a lot of shows benefit from being once a week. Yeah. I think Lovecraft Country is a perfect example of that. Like we get to discuss not only on this podcast, but just in general with other people about like what we think is going to happen. We're going to talk about it for months to come because the show's 10, 10 episodes. You're going to have longer yeah. interactions. I mean, what happened like... Honestly, can you imagine if, uh, and I'm only using this as an example for how popular it was, can you imagine how long people would be talking about um, Tiger King if it was oh, once a week? right? For yeah. fucking a year, because damn. <laughs> Even yeah. longer? Because we're still talking about this. Yes, shit. we are. Like, Carol Baskin is going, like, it's still It's a meme. On. She's a meme that now. Bitch Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> It's like, I know for a fact my ex talks about me like I'm Carol Baskins. <laughs> I, think, I think the only show that was coming out once a week that did not benefit from it, in my opinion, was Mandalorian. Yes. I, if, if Mandalorian had been once a week, I would not have been able to do it. But because it was binge worry, I, I loved it. You know, Baby Yoda, yes. Well, it, it was... Mm, I think I got, eight was, episodes, they did needed. it in six weeks. But yeah, I think it could have dropped all at once and it would have been fine. Yeah, because but the way they stretched it, it out. It was already out. All of yeah, it was out I, when you watched it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do the weekly. Yeah, I waited till it was all out. Because it well, was kind of hard the first couple episodes anyway. So I, I had think, to literally sit down and binge that. Yeah, I think, I think people would have not been so like weirdly critical about it had it been at one time. I think that having each episode kind of be a monster of the week episode. Yeah. Um, critique it. Yeah. Like they, like I remember episode four, I liked it a lot. It was directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and she did a fantastic job in my opinion about telling this like samurai esque story with this village. I, I love it. It's basically your modern day telling of the seven samurai, the Kurosawa film. Right. Just done well, in a star Wars people. setting. The entire fucking thing is is uh, uh, wolf and cub, but oh, very very wolf and cub. I haven't oh. seen the Mandalorian, but you know from the way I've heard people talk about it, I understand why it probably would have been better as a binge watch. I think with shows like Lovecraft, what makes it so um, everybody still wants to watch it, even though it's weekly, is because we, it's it. There's so many deep, intricate topics in there in each episode yeah that you know it gives us time to dissect each of these topics without having to try and tackle it with one big binge you know because there's a lot there to process same for watchmen these are things that people need to be able to sit down and talk about and have a discussion instead of binging it and then going okay which point do i touch on first you have yeah. your points in the episode that you need to touch on that are there for you to touch on, you know, the racism in um, the 1950s Jim Crow era. That's 
we keep seeing different different perspectives of it in each episode. And, and that's married. something we need to discuss, not just one version of black history that's condensed, but yeah, this is the reality. And each of these little things adds up to a hell of a lot, you know, and white people are now finally getting to discuss this. They have, you know, a show they like, they're watching it, they get to discuss it and hopefully they, they walk away with a little more understanding. Mm. than if uh, they had just binged it uh well it's good also to where like if you talk to somebody with tiger king or something that's bingeable the whole season's out when you speak about it you have to figure out where the other person is in the show in their binge whereas like when it's coming out weekly if you've seen all you if someone says i saw it you know like you can be like, oh yeah, here, 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 and go and talk about it. Whereas, yeah, it's like, a five-hour conversation yeah, waiting to happen. Whereas, like Tiger King or shows like that, you're like, well, what episode are you on? And you're so excited because what if you're on episode eight? They're on episode four, and you're like, holy shit, you know? And you can't, you have to hold back so you don't spoil. So whereas like shows that are now coming out weekly, we get a time to be like, yo, you don't have to, like, you don't have to worry about spoilers so much, and, mm-hmm. and you can t- talk openly about it. Yeah, I don't have to go to my mom. Like, what episode are you on? Exactly. Yep. Like, where are you at? <laughs> um, I was just gonna say that, like, the analogy I, I've used occasionally is that there are shows that are like bags of chips, and there are shows that are like a steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to rush through a steak and potato. Like, you want to savor it and take you know a little bit at a time because you're not going to eat a steak and potato every fucking night. That's Whereas right. a bag of a bag of chips is junk food. A bag yeah. of chips is like is satisfying for a short period of time, and then you're done. And um, I think studios are starting to understand whether their show is a bag of chips or a uh, steak and potatoes. Yes. Yeah. And it's been a learning ground because this is all new. You know, this this type of thing is like when my daughter was born 15 and a half years ago, we still had a uh, movie gallery that we went and rented movies at, you know, that it doesn't exist anymore. They're good old days. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean that, that place doesn't exist anymore. It's now a gym, you know, and it Apology. has been for years, you know, DVD player. Haven't used one in years. I've had my Where Xbox was- at least 10 and that's what we've used ever since. Movie gallery. Wasn't that next to Papa John's? Yes, it was. <laughs> I used to work in that Papa John's. Oh, did you? Do you know Bush? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, no. it was back it's in nineteen. It was back in the nineties. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, it's he been didn't. a while. Nah, a he's like minute, the assistant huh? manager now. Yeah, Bush is a cool kid though. I love him. He was one of the friends of my son's friends, and it yeah, it all happened. I had lots of kids in and out of my house. Bush was a cool one. She collected cat people like she does kids like she does cats. Yeah, it's uh, Betty and Jeff's foster yeah, home. Really so, like, the, if you're broken, come to her house. Yeah, taken care of. They'll you need you a like, hug. Yeah. Come here, I'll give yes. you one. <laughs> she'll also be the first one to tell you how you're fucking up. Yeah, but she'll <laughs> hug you afterwards. <laughs> I don't stay mad well, for you, long. <laughs> hug you while you're fucking up, hugging you, yep. telling you. Josh, I'm really pissed off day. at you, but I'm going to hug you at the same time. <laughs> I just want to say that for some weird ass reason, the audio cut off on Josh. So he said, "Hug you while you're fucking." <laughs> well, that yeah. I mean, you gotta. 
I want to make that cum shot joke, but <laughs> <laughs> don't squeeze too tight. Jesus Christ. I'm not charming. <laughs> too many jokes. Um, well, why don't we go ahead and give the boys first three yeah. episodes a grade? Hachi Machi, we got ADD on that. Uh yeah, we did. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna go first. I'm gonna give it an A plus. I fucking loved it. I'm excited for more. I can't get enough of this. Like I love superheroes to death. I, I love Marvel, I love DC, I watch animes about fucking superheroes. Like I adore superheroes. I bought Marvel's Avengers, which is a broken ass game right now, but I'm gonna play the shit out of it regardless because I fucking love superheroes. Yes. And I loved uh uh the dissection of superheroes. I love the thought process of like, what would they actually be like, which is what this fucking show is. And I can't get enough of it. So I'm a plus I'm, I'm all in. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to Heather. Definitely a plus. Um, everything that you said, uh, it's like a take on like, what if, what if I or my sister or people I knew my brother guy superheroes, we're still going to be the same people, but now you give us, you know, powers. Yeah. I like the dick side of it. So definite, definite A plus keep watching. And I'm going to go to my sister. Oh, I give it an A plus for sure. It caught my interest with the first episode and, uh, I was hooked after that. I mean, I didn't want to stop watching it. I was tired as hell, but like five episodes in, I was like, I gotta go to bed, but I still want to watch. So when the first three came out for season two, we were there. We were watching. Loved every minute of it. And I can't wait to see what they're going to bring us this year. So definite A-plus for me. How many sea creatures will die? And Josh, what about you? How deep okay. does it go? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you lion sack and one-legged shit? Uh, well, meh. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> it, it's so meh. I give it a. I give it an A plus as well. Uh, I absolutely fucking love this show. It's one of my favorite shows uh, that has come out in the past couple of years. I really enjoy it a lot. I love the pacing. I love uh, the soundtrack. Uh, the characters. I absolutely hate and loathe Homelander. Uh, and for the same reasons I hate and loathe him, I also love him because, you know, a good story needs a great bad guy. And yeah. he just is. And the addition of Stormfront, <clears throat> loving it, loving it. Uh, she is just vile, straight up, terrible, reprehensible piece of trash. Yeah, and she's I can't wait a wild to see card more in. from her. I can't wait to see more from her. I, I, and, you know, the the possibilities that I mentioned earlier that the show has opened up, you know, from the comics, I'm hoping to see that. And if we don't get that, I'm okay. I just, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm in for the ride. I was going to say, when I was watching this with my folks, I was like, well, she just killed four people, and then she does what she does next. And I went, yeah. I've lost count. I literally told my mom, I was like, I lost count. Yeah. It was crazy. Um. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, if you're not watching The Boys, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, like, really. <sighs> it's a good I, show. I, I'm so happy that, like, no no joke, Preacher is my favorite comic series of all time, and The Boys is a is a close, like, close... No, I wouldn't say second, but it's close up there. And I'm so fucking happy that we've had two, like, an adaptation of The Boys and Preacher now that are fucking fantastic. Like, I'm so happy about that. Um... Garth, big Garth Ennis fan. Uh, so good, guys. Um, now that we're done with the review stuff, um, we're going to go ahead and move on to the bigger topic at hand. 
Um, as, as I'm sure a lot of our, our regular listeners know, what we like to do here on Uninhibited, which is our every other week show, uh, we talk about kind of whatever we want. But we've been bringing topics to the table as of late, just things that you know we thought about through the week and wanted to talk about. And Betty's been doing a fucking phenomenal job at coming up with topics to talk about. Thank you. So this week, we want to uh, discuss addiction. Um, how it's affected our lives, uh, uh, if we've been susceptible to addiction, um, uh, just stories in general, and, and if there's any advice that we can give to help people who are suffering addiction. Um, but I'm going to pass the, the reins over to Betty to start this conversation off. Okay. Um, this week, again, like you said, we're going to be discussing addiction, and uh, this is why Heather is here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she has very close and you know, personal relationship with this herself. I'm the and expert, she, apparently. <laughs> she knows she knows what it's like. She knows the ups, she knows the downs, she knows the ins and outs. And I know that she is well versed and well spoken enough to speak on this issue and hopefully give some people a better understanding about addicts they might have in their lives or being addicted to a substance themselves. Um, to start off with, though, I would like to say that um, there, according to psychology.com, there was in 2016 an estimated 2 million people in the U.S. with an opioid substance abuse issue. And the deaths jumped from 21,000 to 42,000 in 2016. And then in 2018, they jumped to over 70,000. Um, something that we know, some things that we know about the opioid crisis, or we may not know, is um, roughly 21 to 29% of patients prescribed opioids for chronic pain uh, misuse them. Between 8 and 12% develop a disorder from using them. Yeah, and an estimated 4 to 6% who misuse prescription opioids transition to heroin which we know right now is a huge problem because we're cutting it with fentanyl as well, which is a much stronger drug. See, this is where, I mean, like, yeah, these facts and as someone that's talking about it, these are numbers and she, everything she's reciting is absolute fact. Yes. But like, if you are to sit here and say, you don't understand this, if you don't know this by now, then you're either, underage and show, there's no excuse like anyone in america you cannot sit there and tell me you don't you have not heard or been affected by the opioid addiction crisis like so this is where the numbers frustrate me like how many times do we have to recite these numbers like well it seems like numbers are not doing anything that's the thing though you know we need to start off with the numbers to an extent to give people an understanding of how broad this yeah. effect goes because i do know there are people in there that have addicts in their life and they don't know they're addicted or they're really good at masking it to themselves. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people I've seen people that I'm friends with treat addicts in a way that, you know, you wouldn't treat this person if you saw this as a mental disorder as you should, in my opinion, you know, these people need help. They need love. They don't need you to push them away. You know, and they didn't just, it's not really so much of a choice as it is. There comes a point where you have to do this just to stay alive. 
And, you know, it's not something that we just go on the street and go, oh, I just decided today that I'm going to take Percocets. Yeah. You know, it's your doctors who got us hooked. You know, 80% of people who suffer from an opioid addiction were first introduced to taking opioids by their physician for yes. one reason or another. And it doesn't, it doesn't have an age that it goes for. It spans across all ages. This would be why my brothers have, have denied certain medication that their doctors uh, prescribe. You have to. That's 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 rule number one. When when they say people, places, and things, and you have to own it. It's like with my doctor that now I've had for years, love him. When I first came to him as as recovering, you know, like I can't take. I can take like if I get really hurt, if I break a bone, of course I'm gonna take Tylenol three. But I have I let him know. Do not ever prescribe me anything. I had to let him know everything because if I didn't, then I could, what if I get weak? You know, you have, you have to not go, you can't take certain meds. Like I can't just, you know, go in and take Lord tab tens, you know, like it's going to be harder for me. I have to think about my actions and what it's going to feel like afterwards, you know? And that's the thing with addiction. And, and God, I don't even see, this was hard for me to talk about. Like, <sighs> Beth knows me and I'm very honest and very open and, you know, I, I, I have no problem talking about it, but it's still, you still have that shame where people automatically hear your, your, your recovery or you were addicted to something and immediately their mind goes to junkie or you're giving hand jobs for crack in the back, which I have seen some addicts do, but you know, like not all of us did that. So it's, it's hard because of the judgments and stuff and like, I only do that every third Tuesday. I mean, of the you month. know, you do it for fun, not for drugs. Hey, Heather. Exactly. Heather. Yeah. Heather, can you put the mic closer to your mouth? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. You're doing the Jeff and the beard thing. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really, I can, and I just need this. I can only speak from what I have experienced and what I know to be true and what I've seen others go through and I can't speak for everyone. I can't, I'm not the poster child. <laughs> no, you're so, not the poster child, but you don't have a problem speaking your truth. No, no. And, and like for one, the one thing is, okay, why did you get addicted? What what started your love? It started when I was like 15 and had a medical procedure and they threw pills at me and then at 18 ooh, I had a root canal and the dude messed it up like I was they OD'd me on anesthesia like I was about to be taken to the hospital all kinds of stuff he felt so guilty this man wrote me 60 Percocet 10s for four months like how you know so 60 a month for four 60 months 60 Percocet 10s a month wow yeah. okay um that two was years ago 18. two years ago I had my uh, right leg amputated below the knee. Um, that's why, you know, we make the one leg jokes and all that. Uh, but I came from, or I come from a family that has addicts. I have an addictive personality. Now, to my knowledge, I never have anyone that was addicted to illegal substances or controlled substances, but I came from a line of alcoholics. And that's, that's horrible. Yeah, and I saw what it did to my grandmother. Uh, and I, because of that, I vowed never to drink, ever. I was like, 
I know I have an addictive personality. I'm not taking the risk. So when they amputated my leg, they prescribed me Percocet 10s. And I was terrified of taking them. I said, look. As you should be. I was like, I do not want this to be habit forming. Uh, yes, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. But they gave me uh, 14 to get me through the first week. Yes. And then they said, okay, two a day as needed. I was like, all right. I got to where I was take, uh, Then uh, the next week. I said, I'm still in pain, but I want you to give me fives on this week's refill. I didn't even take all 14 fives. I still had four left. That was... Because you're coming from an educated place. Exactly. Back where when I was 18 and when this all started there, you didn't, like, that's when... We didn't have that. You didn't didn't have that knowledge. You didn't have that. You were able to actually legitimately... I was getting medication shipped to me from Florida. You just basically paid $200. It showed up with Percocet 10s and Xanax. And it shipped right to your door. Like, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was the Wild West. And the last thing you ever heard about was actually the consequences for it. And see, where Mm -hmm. I never got fully addicted. I just played when I was younger. And, you know, know, money talks. I maybe got rid of them for monetary reasons. You know, Mm -hmm. and then... 2001 you know it, it becomes a party drug and then yeah you don't know that it like, blew up the around time, here well i was i was in south carolina i was on i was in the beach and oxys it was like not just lord yep. like that's nothing and it was oxys and what goes from like one little tiny line you know just to have fun and go to work and not feel bad like if you do that for a month you're now physically addicted. It doesn't matter what your mental state is. It doesn't matter, you know, it, it, you could be the person that doesn't want, you know, is just doing it for fun. You're now physically addicted. The game yep. has changed. You, and no one, I didn't know about that. I didn't know when I started that and because it wasn't a thing back then. Now well, that's why the pharmaceutical about. companies got the shit suit out of them. Yeah, but that Because they didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And a lot like, of that started right here. Mm-hmm. That's and, and why then, yeah. Oxycontin was given and the nickname Hillbilly Heroin. That's exactly right. In yep. Lee County, just an hour down the road, there was one doctor that was prescribing this stuff like it was fucking Tic Tacs. Yeah, I mean, yep. that's what they did. but that's Because like, of the ex-loggers and ex-coal miners that were in just chronic pain from their lifetimes of being in so much pain, they started prescribing this stuff like it was fucking Tic Tacs and... They're like, oh, God, I feel great. And it was like this miracle drug. And then people found out about, oh, if you crush this up and snort it, holy fuck, the feeling. I mean, and I saw so many people do that, and all of a sudden, boom, they're addicted. Yeah. In just and see, no time. I, that's where I can speak on. Like, I can speak. I never crossed lines. Like, yeah, like, but I saw lines crossed. Like, I, I, I was introduced to it young, like when I was getting them we would go up to West Virginia and get rid of them because it would be very lucrative to do that. And I've seen mm-hmm. people, they just snort them. And like, I saw one couple because their nose was running, snorting old trams to stop up their nose. And yeah. it just set with me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I will never be that. So like, and I wasn't, but how, you know, I, we judge, we judge too in the addiction world. Like, I, you know, but it, it's like, 
people will cross lines. You see that thing, people will do things. And like, then as soon as you become addicted, it's like, you're stuck in a loop, like where yeah. you don't want, you want to quit. I, I never wanted that monkey on my back, but then I got to go to work and I don't have the, the luxury of taking seven days off when it, you know, it, it, it becomes down to so much where you, you get stuck in this cycle to where no matter whether you started it for fun, no matter whether you started it to self-medicate or whatever, you end up in the same place and it's just where you take it and you, it, and there's not people out there are so ashamed to talk about it or accept mm-hmm. it that these people are paying the price. Like the one thing in the world that sets me off is watching these goddamn passages commercials on freaking TV. Cause I'm like, do you understand that? Like, unless you're bougie rich, nobody's going to passages. Yeah. Like unless you have amazing insurance or 20,000, at least 10 grand to drop, you're going to a Christian faith based, uh, rehab Absolutely. in the middle of nowhere where they shame you and basically shove Jesus down your throat to so- solve your addiction. That's, that's the only two levels that we have right now in this country. And so, especially in this region, too. Uh, Yeah. You know, we live in the buckle of the Bible Belt. That's honestly Uh, everywhere. That is honestly everywhere. It doesn't matter what state you live in, what town you live in, what you're addicted to. If you do not have that, at least, I mean, like if you're going to go to a bad place, you're shelling out six grand. I mean, it takes, you're not getting in. You're going to a faith based organization where they Mm -hmm. do, they, uh, the only way to solve your addiction is Jesus Christ. That's just, that's fact. And that's across the U.S. Um, across the U.S. Most of the um, free addiction centers, which faith-based. cover poor people, are faith-based. And if you do mm. not abide by their faith and tenets of their faith, they will kick you out of the program. And No matter you, how much help you need. No, no. No matter how much help you need. If you can't make it because you have don't have a card, they'll kick you out of the program. Yeah. You end up in jail. And jail is not a place. It's not a rehabilitation center. I've seen way too many people walk out of there with a new addiction than that they had. They didn't have going in, you know, it's a problem. See that I learned about how hardcore the faith based was because I mean, like for a while, I mean, I was looking for places. I remember calling and I was lucky. I got on Medicaid at one point and I was, I mean, I wanted that monkey gone, you know? So I was active and I was calling places and by the, when I say the grace of God, I don't mean the Christian God. I mean that universal karma God. It knew. And I was able to get into a 12-bed facility. It wasn't a rehab. It was a medical detox because that was my problem. I was so physically addicted that if I had quit cold turkey, I could have actually died. And I was I, I got lucky. But my children's father, he, he became addicted to heroin. I, I never mm. took it that level. Yeah. He didn't have that luxury, but he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, get clean too. He had to go to a faith based in the middle of the woods where they sat him down in a chair where he finally had enough. And they told him to basically say our children were bastards because we weren't married. I mean, how do you, how do you sit down someone like, what did you expect that man to do? Just call his children bastards. But these, this is the faith based where. Well, and there's, there's a little more to the story because. 
But he also suffers from a mental disorder yeah. where he hears voices and sees Faith. things that aren't there. And that's why and facilities come in. Faith, because Faith doesn't heal that. No. And dual <clears throat> facilities, I guess that's my main sticking point. If I can leave anybody with anything is that's what people should focus on is dual facilities because I just needed a monkey off my back. I didn't. You know, I wasn't mentally trying at first numbing, but so many people are where you need that mental both sides. You need to physically be able to come off the medications because this isn't just a mindset. This is physically addicting. When what does it feel have, like? When oh, you my come God. Off of it. Damn death. Like you can't leave the toilet. You toilet. I went. I went nah. to South Carolina. Y'all you can't, can't even, leave the one. I can't even. I, I went. I went South Carolina. I'm, I'm talking about my past. So, yeah, that toilet. You cannot leave it. You, you your your skin. You have to have it. It can't be 90 degrees. You'll be freezing. Everything hurts. If anything, you breathe on your skin. It hurt. I mean, like. The kind of the worst flu you could imagine has nothing on it. Nothing. It is the you'll do anything almost to this is why people go to links because it is the most horrible thing. And you can't better your life until you don't feel sick. Like you you're you're physically sick. You're physically sick. It's not a mental thing. It's actual physical. But once you overcome that physical, which I was blessed with that, that I was in there for 14 days because I was on prescribed, I was on methadone prescribed by a doctor, which is the hardest thing to physically come off of. It stay, it seeps into your bones. So when you actually come off of it for about three months, it'll seep out of your bones and it'll ache. Oh, God. Oh, it's hell. It's horrible. Yeah, she went through months of this. Yes. And another reason why your body and your joints hurt so bad after you come off of opioids is that your nerve centers, you know, the ends of your nerves just it's stop different. reacting because your it's... The, your brain's it's, been rewired. Well, it's not just your brain. It's also your nerve endings because basically they just don't register how to at, react to pain anymore because they've got something taking care of it. Whatever well, opioid you're on is taking care of it. So one of the reasons any opioid, when yeah. you come off of it, is going, you are going to feel like every bone oh, you in your body it's has not been even crushed. That you just feel you, your senses, your sense of smell. Uh-huh. And like, that's one reason I knew I, I was done because I was like, I don't even know if I'm feeling pain because I'm on, I'm on medication. I'm like, what if I'm, you know, I don't know if my knee hurts. I don't know if my back hurts because, and I just could not handle that like i couldn't be latched to something anymore like i to get up and need that medication you're tied to it and yeah that was you were little, tied to it oh uh, yeah absolutely as as so many people are and i was blessed and these people don't have outs and like that's what i'm saying dual facilities because yeah my kid's father was the extreme but most people that have addiction issues are there's a mental side to it mm -hmm. so you cannot cure one without the other and there are dual facilities out there the only problem is the only the rich have access to them and that's our problem because if you're rich what's the problem you really you i mean like the, you can get in there and come back out, go on a bender, and just yeah, spend another like, twenty five thousand yeah. dollars to go right back in and have your spocation exactly get clean. 
then come back out, go to a party and start again. And people that I see that are like the people that work like in Myrtle Beach, it was very classism. Like you're either on the service industry or you're not. And these people are, are doing their jobs. I saw people that were maintaining on a level that you wouldn't even know what they were doing. And then I saw the other side of it to where it was like, holy shit, man. Like, you need Dr. Phil. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. know what to tell you, man. Like, you cross lines. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's become a rich, it's a money game. And I've been calling it for years. It's like, if you, any of y'all want pain pills, you can get them. You just have to go to a pain clinic and pay that doctor to get it. Money talks, bullshit walks. And that's what addiction has come down to. And nobody wants to do anything about it. Like here, I've heard that if you wanted to go to the clinic, you have to go an hour and a half away because these people can't handle the thought of it's like that's going to bring extra crime to your area. Mm -hmm. It's there is no winning. And that. That's what bothers me. No, they make you pay in every way they can for being addicted. And alcoholism, I can't speak on that, like my family, but I know I saw it when I, the only thing that they accepted where I was at for those few days was alcoholics. And they were back because the DTs apparently, like DTs from alcoholism will kill you. And that's the only thing that they accepted. And, you know, it's... (sighs) It's, it's horrible. It's, I've seen so much great, like where your heart will actually break because you're, you're, because what I was doing, I I got, I was access to certain views on life and what people will do and people, it, it, it becomes sad, you know, where like, seen crazy shit (laughs) y'all like crazy shit where where drugs is just like wow and it's like I always had that line like never put a needle and I knew but I lost so many people that have done that and that's another level of addiction and I don't think people get that it's like needle junkies are different from snorters and snorters are different from smokers I've joked about having a bath yeah <laughs> I have I was like I've seen a chick smoke an oxycotton which is insane like yeah I, I it's 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 craziness and but they don't get help and I've seen all these people that I'm sitting here talking all this trash I've seen break down in tears wishing begging God they had a place to go to get help that they would give anything to have that but they don't have those means because facilities are not available no well yeah greg what what kind of addiction runs in your family if you don't mind me asking i'm here Um, (laughs) y'all so my uh my father he he was addicted to some hardcore drugs um when he was younger uh um I don't remember what they were. I just know that he smoked it out of a pipe. So I want to say crack. Um, Probably. But I know that he's done others. I know that he's tried others. Uh, my my whole family suffers from like tobacco addiction and uh, or nicotine addiction and uh, alcoholism. Uh, as a matter of fact, the first time I ever got drunk was not at home and I came home drunk. And I remember even in my stupor, my mom screaming at me that she was pissed off that I drank because she was worried that I was going to become my grandfather. Oh, that's got to make you feel bad. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, she was just worried. Like I, I, she, she doesn't like that. She acted that way now, but you know, 
it is what it is. Um, but at that, you know, in that, in that situation, like we had to talk about it like afterwards and whatnot. And, and she kind of went through like all the stuff that she's experienced with addiction. And even to this day, like my mom suffers from like not being able to quit cigarettes. Like she's tried. That's uh, the hardest part. Yeah. Cigarettes are the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, she, uh, uh, and like I said, like we know that there's a there, there's addiction in our family because my brothers refuse to take uh, uh, medication from doctors that they are worried will they will become addicted to. Um, I know that we have addictive personalities in this family. As a matter of fact, in a way, I'm addicted to food. Um, yeah, I know that it's not an addictive substance per se, but it does trigger. Oh yeah, it is. No, it don't don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, because it, it does is. definitely is. It is. Especially well, I guess, sugars. I guess yeah, what I mean. you get high on that, no, but it's no. making your dopamine go up. That's an addictive substance. I don't eat That's, sugar, and I still like no. That yeah, my salt. You eat hot wings. I, mean, I just like spice, but mm. yeah, food is. I want some spicy wings. Oh my god, stop! Yes. I literally on the floor. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not joking when I say this on my floor because I don't have a good enough table to put it on at the moment. There are one, two, three, four, five, six different. Um, uh, uh, hot sauces, dude. I love you, then. Like, <laughs> like I love hot sauce. Like, I uh, funny little side story about my family before we continue about this. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom didn't want us cussing, and she refused to do the whole soap trick or or like put us in time out. So what she did was Tabasco on our tongue. Yep. And yep. my brothers, my brothers would just be like, "Oh my, that like they they would they would learn their lesson." And I looked at my mom and I loved said, it. "Can I have some more?" Pour it. Yep. Loved it. Give me more of this Make shit, it rain huh? in my mouth. <laughs> yup. It was really funny. Oh, uh, what about you, Josh? What I mean, what have you experienced? Uh, essentially, essentially, you know, seeing uh, friends become addicted. Yeah. To things, you know, my, my actual family, you know, the alcoholism on, on my mom's side, uh, on her mother's side, especially uh, with my grandma being an uh, alcoholic, like she had a liquor dispenser that was this little naked cherub boy. And I always called it the pee boy because the dispenser was the little penis on the thing. Uh, and I was five years old. I was like, oh, the pee boy. She's like, yeah, I keep my special drink in there. You can't ever drink from that. Oh, okay. I was five years old. She showed me how to mix it with her vodka. Uh, you know, wow. get so much of this. Got put this many ice cubes in this cup. Fill it up to here with orange juice and then top it off this line with the uh, water from the pee boy. I was making yeah. my grandma screwdrivers when I was five <laughs> years old and I didn't know. Wow. That's I, impressive. I never, I didn't know what it was for her to be drunk but uh when i got older i understood what it was that's when i said you know what i never want to be like this uh i didn't want to be like that and because of i know i have an addictive personality because i don't give me a credit card uh when i'm in a buying yeah. mood because retail therapy is a thing it's like, um, don't give me a credit card when I've taken an Ambien because I'll go midnight yeah, shopping. Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah, she will. <laughs> this is, I guess, where, like, I don't know how, I know that my stance on this is different from others is, like, I had a problem with opiates. And it was, it, 
it wasn't because I had an addiction problem necessary. It was more of a, like, I had a party problem and physically got sucked in. And, like, I never drinking like beth knows growing up we had we we had a sloshy family member and Mm -hmm. so alcohol growing up to me was just like i don't want to be like that you know and that Mm -hmm. that that's on her perspective yeah that's only on me we grew up in different households i grew up with my dad and my stepmother and she grew up with um his parents my Different thing. Our paternal grandparents. But we had so an aunt that very, would just go in the wine. And yeah. And would just be like, no. And like, and I also dealt with alcoholics on another side of the family that she didn't have to deal with. That I yeah. remember being terrified of riding home with these people from a ball game because I knew they were drunk. And I was eight years old. And I had to find a payphone and call my parents to come and pick me up because I I would not get in that van because I was so scared. And that really that that did shape my outlook on substance abuse a lot because my parents were pretty clean people. My dad rarely drank. Yes. Yeah. He still does. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's like he drinks more now than he did when I was growing up because most of the time he'd leave his beer in the fridge for so long. Oh my God. He would use it to wash my hair last like two months ever. Yes. (laughs) And and, like that's where like alcohol never affected me like that because I never, I always saw alcoholism as like alcohol is it stank and it was bad and you just make poor decisions. And you know, with, like weed i'm sorry like that was our problem in detox they kept saying like if you if you don't do opiates then you can't ever have a sip of beer or you can't ever smoke marijuana and because there are certain people that they they have one dragon they have one dragon that you know it's like when people say marijuana is a gateway drug fuck you no it's not that's what you're either going to go on to try harder shit or you are not because i am the not (laughs) you cannot label any addiction whether it's alcoholism or drug addiction, you cannot label it black and white. There's no. an onion that is so many levels and so many layers to each individual and circumstance that just be kind. Like, try to understand that instead of, you know, I, like you see these comments online, like they should just know, like, no, man, like, that's. If it were that easy, don't you think they'd do it? Yeah, I mean, like, because nobody likes to. I've never met anyone happy to be an addict. Shame ain't gonna do nothing. I mean, for the most part, except that you know that one guy. Like, (laughs) my brother-in-law used to do this. uh, Used to try to 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 tell him my nephews this, and it always pissed me off that uh, they're never allowed to even experiment with alcohol or with, um, uh, marijuana because it's a gateway drug. And oh, wow. I would sit there and argue wow. with him. I'd be like, explain to me how it's a gateway drug. And he goes, well, I knew this one guy who, and then he would oh, tell the story. That one guy. <laughs> Did you know a guy? And I go, I go, how would you know that guy? And he would sit there and say, like, he used to sell weed when he was in high school. And I was like, okay, time the fuck out. So you used to give what you knew was a gateway drug just so you could make a buck. Like yeah. that you the monster. Your person. Like, first well, off, it's not a gateway drug because I've never done a harder drug other than marijuana. Exactly. But. No. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad, when um, I was 15, he told me, <laughs> okay, now this is my ex-Marine, ex, well, at that point, future cop father. Yeah. He said that he'd only tried marijuana once and he didn't <laughs> like it. Now, remember, this is the same daddy 
who got married at 18 and had a baby and six months later got knocked up again. So I told my mom and my mom died laughing and her first words were, well, if that's true, it's the longest hit he's ever taken in his life. You know, and I'm like, absolutely. You know, he, but he didn't want me to know. And I'm like, you know, that's not a smart way of teaching your no. children about drugs at all. You know, and it's like, I learned through other sources and thank God I'm intelligent and not like half the hillbillies around here. I thought that, you know, oh, I'm going to try meth because it sounds like. I mean, who tries meth? You know? I, still can't give, I don't understand the meth craze. I just, okay, sorry. No. Every time I hear the word meth, like apparently it, apparently it is a real thing up here. And I just, I don't understand it. I never have understood it. Once I saw Lisa Ling back in the early 2000s talk about meth. and Channel just, one. Just, just, no, no, this was, this was National Geographic. And oh, I just cool. don't understand it. I never have understood it. It was just. Meth. I mean, like these people are losing their minds, man. And now I got to get carded to buy freaking sinus medication. It's just not right. So, fair How's the, is there a big meth problem out in California? I, I want to know. I have absolutely no idea. I then yeah, there I mean, shouldn't be like. That's what I wonder. The wrong guy, because I, I honestly have no idea. Well, see, before I moved back here, like you know, you hear the rumors and stuff, and like through you know, high school people, you hear the rumor mill and I'm like, damn her too. Like everybody's on it. And I don't understand it since moving back here. It's just, I'm like, is this going on everywhere? Is there like, I don't know. And I know, I know this area is terrible for it, but I can't speak to outside. Yeah. Like that, I can't like, I, I know it, if it was in, Myrtle Beach, I didn't see it. There's too many people smoking crack, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know since moving back here. And yeah. I think that, you know, there is, I know around where I live, um, there is a problem with it. And I think it's because it's cheap to make and easy to manufacture. And they don't, they don't have the mindset to give a shit if they blow up. You what? know? I mean, they really don't. They're 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 chasing that dragon, and you know, I hate that for them. But I really think if we had more facilities available to these people and more education, that you know, we wouldn't have such a problem with this. Because you know, again, I think education is the start. You know, I feel like I, I, and see, there's where I have as an addict. This is where I should look, y'all. She's called me judgy. I know I'm probably the judgiest addict out there, but I'm like, damn it. Like, come on. We all know what's in meth. Like, not good shit. Like, have you ever seen a fucking mugshot where they progress that it looks good? You know what you're entering, you know? I don't understand it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do battery acid today. I don't. But I, I would assume because people do it that it must feel so good to them that they don't care. And I hate that for them. I really do. Again, I, me personally, I, I have a genetic issue with metabolizing opioids. Um, I go, my, my liver just chops it up like a ninja. And so before I know it, it's morphine and I'm going, oh shit, my body's overloaded. So I've never gotten what I hear people talk about when they take opioids as the warm fuzzies. I've never had that. It's oh, just, yeah, that was great. It's the horrible pukies for me. You know, it's like when I got in my accident and my hip had been dislocated and they cracked the back of my pelvic bone. 
they threw Percocets at me. I mean, I was getting tons of Percocet tens and I, I couldn't take them because they made me so sick. So I, I'm lucky because addiction runs in my family, but my body has made sure I will never go there. I can't go there, you know. <laughs> if we don't acknowledge that big pharma and the laws and stuff that have been enacted and the way they've handled things are not making people go certain routes, then we'd be crazy. You know, while we're starting to have all these deaths from fentanyl and like again, she can. I've been raising hell about this fentanyl thing for a hot minute because it's all heroin's always been cut with fentanyl. It's always been there. It's always been a thing. But now these people have been cut off from their scripts because doctors have gotten them hooked and they've had them hooked for years. And then now these laws changed and the doctors have to release these people. So now they're out there taking the alternative route. And that's why people are, are ODing all over the place. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And a, refusal, a refusal by government leaders in certain areas to allow their first responders to carry Narcon which could save That's so crazy. many lives. But there are some leaders in certain states who are so religious and so close-minded that they refuse to allow the first responders in their area to carry Narcon well, to stave dead. off an overdose. Yeah, well, they're dicks. They're okay, I gotta ask. I, I gotta ask you too. Like, have you ever heard of Flocka? Mm-hmm. See, okay, I just found out about Flocculate two and a half weeks ago. I was wow, watching really? a video. I know, I'm really late to the game on this one. And it really creeped because the video I saw was like, basically, I would have called an exorcist on this bitch. Like, <laughs> I'd have had my house. But, like, I, I just found out about this. I, I, it's amazing to me. I'm like, who does this? So, that like, guy in Florida who ate the face off of another person while naked, he was on Flocka. I know, Florida man, up to everything. No, I just don't understand when you get a drug that makes you act like that. You're like, yo, that Friday night was lit. I bit <laughs> off his face. Like, can we totally do this again tomorrow? I just. <laughs> I really liked Jim, but man, he sure was tasty. <laughs> I'm feeling, I feel I'm a little Steve tomorrow. <laughs> So it's interesting that the two of you have basically avoided drugs because of what you know. You you are educated. You are intelligent enough to know that this runs in your family, so you avoid it. Um, some of us didn't get that opportunity, you know. Some yeah, of us become addicted because we've had a chronic pain issue. You know, mm -hmm. like Josh, you understand that. You, it's so easy when they throw pills at you to just get addicted. And, you know, it wasn't just 20 years ago when you could do this, you know, you could go to the doctor and walk out with a script of Xanax. No problem. Try that yeah. today. And see what happens. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they created this problem. The pharmaceutical companies created the yes, problem. They did. I mean, y'all, I was getting pills through the internet. Like we yeah. had FedEx delivering them. I mean, I never would have like, and nobody ever said, well, if you keep taking them, you'll, you'll be, you know, I just knew they were really popular. I think so, the thing for me, one of the big things for me is that a lot of people like to just point the finger at like one group for the yeah. problem with addiction in this country. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 so no. Many. So many. No. While the pharmaceutical company is 
to blame for a large part of it. Let's be fair. The the wealth inequality yep. is at the heart and center of this issue. Because, I, I, and that goes back to what I said. The game has not changed. The wealthy are still able to go and to a doctor and get whatever they want in a safe space and everything. And the poor people are just, it, it, it that's what it comes down to. Money talks and bullshit walks. And if well, you're you rich know, enough, you can have, you can have whatever. And the thing is as well, you know, there is a history to this and a lot of the history of why we have a black market for drugs is based on classism and racism, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, you know, the government owes a lot of people an apology for the things that they've done over, you know, drug abuse and drug offenses because it wouldn't be like this if you hadn't made it black market. The America basically handed the entire, you know, recreational drug industry over to cartels to to bad people mm-hmm. who don't give a shit who do not have to follow any no, law no, no, I disagree with whatever that. they want I disagree well, no I, I don't because you know again the thing is when you when you put something when you make it illegal completely and you make it black market you you enhance the potential for harm I'm I not saying like- I think all drugs should be legal but yeah. you, know, you need to acknowledge that you know Marijuana is not oh a category God. one drug that's up there with heroin and has no medical value. Well, I, and when, I think it was a money game all to start. And basically, oh, yeah. when people started get this became their cause, this disrupted the lawmakers had to do certain things. And this disrupted the economy. And like to where have I, if y'all have y'all not heard the stories about where businesses are having hard times hiring some people because everybody's failing fucking drug tests. Yeah. They, they can't mm-hmm. they can't pass drug tests. Like you you sabotage the economy yourself. You made it you made pain pills. You let the pharmacies, the the pharmaceutical co- pharmaceutical companies get it to the doctors who got it to the patients who got it to the po- like there was a system in place and y'all let it happen and then you just jerked it so oh, now yeah. you have people dying and you have people not like it, the system got disrupted nobody got helped it just made everything fucking worse well I'm very yeah. yeah that's absolutely true again you know and again making it into a black market substance increases its potential for damage it's like when spice came out the original oh recipe for spice was not inherently harmful. Them trying to ban oh the chemicals and having the people who make it come up with new ways to get around it made it more inherently no, dangerous. I, I'm just saying, no, I got to go with the side that the synthetic, I, I saw the spice, I saw a couple people smoked it, and like that, that shit was weird and like. But the I'm original, just saying that was not yeah, like it was I'm not yeah, I do not advocate for spice, but I'm saying the original <laughs> the original formula that was used was created by a scientist. Um it had gotten released and he was afraid about that because he didn't want people to do this. It was basically a synthetic 
THC. And that, see, as the and marijuana the, spoken, the that's sacrilegious. What? Like, what did you do? THC? We've got to ban this. So they looked at the substance list and banned those substances. Well, I'm sorry. The, the guys making these chemicals in back labs just got more creative and made it inherently more dangerous. And it has. It's caused people to go into comas and come back out of them never themselves again. It's caused people to die. And again, I think that's once you make something black market, you, you are saying, you know, I don't care if it makes it more dangerous. I'm just going to tell you no, and that should be enough. And, and that's never going to work. At, at the same time, you mm. know, creates more of a curiosity and some. Yeah, that's exactly right. And a, yeah. a, 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 more of a desire for those types of personalities to be like, yep. oh. Oh, this must be good if they say you can't have it. Yep, I've got to try it. At this point, y'all want to say there should be more education, and there should there's. I don't feel like there should be more education. I feel like the education we get is plenty enough. People are just willfully ignorant at this point. There needs to be more help, and like until we get that, you know, people are gonna smoke spice. And oh, and I absolutely (laughs) agree with you. We we do we should have help. Because you're stupid if you smoke that. I just, I'm judging. I'm like, what is wrong with you? We absolutely need more help. But the only way we're going to get there is if we have educated people willing to give the help. So that's why I say education comes first. You know, it's like with marijuana. It's education, regulation, and rehabilitation. You know, because there's no reason why people should believe that taking a hit of marijuana is going to get their ass raped. That's never going to fucking happen. Let's be honest about this, you know? And when they find out when, you know, little Johnny finds out that, Hey, marijuana is not as bad as my parents said it was. Well, let's see if this drug is not as bad as they said it was. And let's see if this drug is not as bad as they said it was. And that's the slippery slope you go down. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I will say this. I'm still proud to this day, you guys, when I went into to get off the opiates because I did. I have to I had to be medically withdrawn. I'll never forget. I was back there. My blood pressure was spiking. It was the second day and they put something in my they had to give me an opiate because and the woman was just like, we only give this out once a year. Be feel lucky. And I'm like, yeah, I feel all kinds of lucky woman, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, and- this is great. Yeah, it was amazing. I just shit myself, man. Like, that was so much fun. Like, yay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was just, they gave me the pill. Okay, yeah, I totally forgot where I was going with that. Once I said I shit myself, I just started laughing. (laughs) I find in, uh, from personal experience, shitting oneself can really derail anything happening in the moment. It really does, man. It's just, it's just, it just takes away everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's the thing I got to deal with now. Here we go. (laughs) Great. They just had this floor done. (laughs) Just had this floor done. What's but it's interesting action? that, you know, both of you talk about alcoholism in your family. And, you know, I know, Josh, you don't drink. I know, Greg, you drank White Claws. So I don't really consider that drinking. But I only drink White Claws right now because alcohol does turn into sugar in your system. Oh, my God. Kind of sugar. Yeah. Uh, but my but, favorite, my favorite go to is like, like Mountain Dew or uh, not Mountain Dew. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't know why I said Mountain Dew. Uh, Dr. Pepper or like a regular Coke and rum. Oh, I fucking uh, love spice rum. Spice rum is oh, oh so good. 
I got to say, though, that, like, people need to know that I'm coming from a different side, like, where it's the addiction type of narcotics, where there's N.A. A.A. and alcoholism is so serious, and it is so, like, it's got its own whole side of things, and I can't speak on that, and, like, where you all have, I I mean, like, people, that shit's no joke, like. I have to say this. I want to, I want to kind of add this in here because you mentioned AA and NA and, and um, if you are going to a, an anonymous group and it's helping keep going, go. Yes. Yes. If you you do it. Right. I was like, if you're like me who doesn't believe in God and doesn't have any religious affiliation whatsoever, all those, all those anonymous groups follow religious doctrine. They, they do. Don't. They do. This is, I got to say this though, that when, I mean, like we had to go, they trooped us off for, you know, three meetings a day and it was, yeah, I'm not spirit. I'm not like that. I'm not Christian. I'm not following it. But if you make connections there that will help you, and if you're able to speak on things, you can put the God shit aside. It, if it works for you, do it. Like there oh, was I, a I couple of times. Yeah. Like I did, I'm, I'm not not like yeah them them steps like i had i had questions i had i had issues but there was a couple of times as soon as i got out when i i needed to go back and hear just to sit and hear other people speak about their stories to know you're not crazy and you're not alone it doesn't matter who believes in god or who doesn't it's just you don't even have to get up and share i never did it's just to go in here like, yo, I, I'm not crazy. This is this is not something that just I had to go through. And even if family members, if that makes you feel better, go yeah. listen yeah, to people. Yeah. You won't feel so alone. You can sit there quietly. They won't come at you. They, Everybody's nice. You know? I, I really, really tried years ago uh, with my dad primarily to go to Overeaters Anonymous. And I had the biggest, I had the hardest time with it because I just couldn't. I couldn't get behind what they were saying. I couldn't do the steps. Like I, I, I don't know if it was something in my, in my mind that was just pushing it away, but it just felt like these little like mind tricks that you're doing on yourself to, to overcome the, the overeating. And, it's pretty much. Yeah. And it's, it's just, and again, I have to clarify, it just wasn't for me. Exactly. That's where but, you're good at. And that's where people need to do that more. Like, okay, you guys, like, the story NA is basically based off of AA. I had serious issues with like, okay, how the bills and it was founded. Like if, if y'all don't know, I can't, I'm not even going to sit here and it, it's, 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 you have to have some belief. Like you have to take it to a, a level. And I, I had issues with that. But what I didn't have issues was that these people were always accepting. And even if they knew that wasn't your belief, you could, it comes down to like, just being being did happy. it help you yes yeah. yeah it helped me when i needed it did i need yeah. it all the time no i'm not that person but if it has its good qualities if only to like like i said you see that you're not alone because a lot of us with it have as family members too you sit there and you have loved ones and you wonder if you're alone and how you feel and want to you know care it, you're not alone. And that's, I can guarantee going to something like that will make you feel not alone. Yeah. <laughs> no. and it's, you know, that's the thing that needs to be mentioned too, is um, 
someone who's not the addict but is dealing with someone they love that is yeah. it can be really hard for you as well you know it it can put you in a really hard spot and you're you're not sure about life in general and you know those types of groups can be good for you therapy so. therapy can be very good for you um if anyone should choose the therapy route they need to know that they have a choice in the therapist they get if it's through a free clinic type situation i know southwest virginia offers those and you can specifically say i do not want a therapist who is going to bring up god because i've been through that it was not fun when i went back and i i knew i could ask for the kind of therapist i wanted i had a great experience it did me a lot of good so, you know, if you don't believe in the faith base and maybe that's not for you, maybe go and listen to one to see that other people are going through it. And if you choose to go through therapy, make sure that, you know, you request a counselor who is in line with your beliefs. Just go in like, you know, like I don't. Yeah, don't you don't have to buy into the indoctrination. You really don't. Like you can still no, but some people that. would be yeah. extremely. But if you do, if it does help you, go for it. Yeah. Like, whatever get whatever gets you better, right? And I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah. I, I don't care what wagon you're on as long as you're exactly. on it. Um yeah, you know, that that's and that's the other funny part about my family is that uh my uh my mom is not the cold turkey type. My, my dad is he he like when I said he was addicted to those hard drugs, um, he was coming home. I had I, I, I might get the story wrong. He listens to the podcast. He'll sit there and be like, that's not the truth. Greg, but <laughs> we love you, daddy. Tell you the version <laughs> I remember. Uh, and it's very vague, but it was it had a lot to do with the fact that I was born. My sister was already around. He knew that doing it could be a big factor into not getting Lily's uh, full custody. Um so uh because a different mom um and uh uh so he literally like pulled over next to uh, an orchard on his way home was gonna smoke and then threw the pipe and the lighter out the window that's awesome um he has done similar shit with with uh tobacco like he used to smoke cigarettes all the time and then just one day stopped and um Wow, superhero! That's some serious willpower, man. Yeah, Congrats to your pops, man. Yeah, yeah I got so pregnant. I quit, but it took me. I had to taper down for a few weeks, you know, before I finally had that last cigarette. So, I kudos to Daddy because that's right. some willpower, man. And that's the that's the point I want to make to to people listening to this podcast or that are are struggling with addiction. Like, yes. you might know somebody who did the cold turkey method and it worked that for them. Doesn't that, mean it's they, on they are a rare breed. They, yeah, are, they are rare breed. Don't feel less than because you can't live up to other standards. Right. Do not ever do not well, because ever you're let not on the same path as okay. you know Billy Bob over there. You exactly you gotta find your own path and you gotta yeah. find your own way and what works for you. You do you know? and don't apologize for it because it works for you. Yeah, yeah them them cold turkey and especially the smokers, they can be sometimes of who I do. Oh, ex-smokers oh, like, well, are the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they throw it your face all the time. Yeah, I used to smoke. Oh, our grandmother, before she passed away, mm -mm. she used to say that. 
she was never addicted to cigarettes. She could pick them up and put them down Mm -hmm. whenever she wanted. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, you're old. We'll just go with it. Yeah, (laughs) we just let Meemaw run. Yeah, (laughs) we know the truth, but girl, good. I'm glad you believe that. You go to heaven believing that. Hands down, cigarettes (laughs) is honestly the worst. Like to quit, like I've quit for a minute and it took helping vaping and getting my nicotine down and I did it and it was, it's hard. It like because they say people place and things with addiction, and that's hands down true. But you can't do that with cigarettes. You can be if you quit smoking, if a person three cars in front of you is smoking and puts their cigarette, you get a whiff of it, and then you're like, Oh, like you can't escape it. So, yeah, yeah. hand smoking is honestly the hardest to quit because yeah, you yeah, can get out of your it, car it, and search for the butt to see if there's any remainder. Or, or you Fuck the traffic. I need some nicotine yeah, or smoking on TV. Like you're sitting there. Oh, no. And then, you oh. see somebody smoke on TV, you automically got to light what one up. It doesn't matter yeah. if you just snubbed one out. You still got to light it up. Like, literally, um, I, I've been without cigarettes for, like, 35 minutes, and I'm already fucking freaking out. <laughs> I, like, can't, I, can't fully, I can't fully attest to this because, A, I'm not addicted to any other major substance, but um, or never have been. But I did hear a psychologist talk about that the uh, next to cigarettes, the hardest thing to, to quit um, or to, to uh, get out of a habit of is, is, is food. Yeah, um, because you still have to eat to to live. Regardless, yeah, yeah. Your, your fridge is not going anywhere. Yeah, like it, you're afraid you can't hide from your fridge. You can't hide I, from it, your kitchen. For me, for me to hear that and have experienced like friends and family that have gone through like actual like I don't say actual does mean, but other types of of substance abuse and addiction and stuff like that, and for me to be like. Yeah, I'm addicted to fried chicken. It just no, shut the fuck up. Like- fried chicken's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on who made it. Yeah, yeah I mean that is true. <laughs> yeah, KFC but I mean your like- favorite KFC. No, shut up, Bojo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have KFC a like two times a year. Don't Look, let if people if we're be gonna judgy. Have the, if we're gonna have the fried chicken debate, straight up, I've had it. Bojangles is the best. Uh, but Popeyes thank you. Popeye's next. And I don't know about your food city, but my food city, like their deli that ate, it's uh, $6.99 for an eight piece. If you get it at like they 10 o'clock some in the morning, decent mm, fried chicken. amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, really I like to point out how like fucking grocery store fried chicken has more salt than the fast food fried chicken. It's great. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a salt addict. So do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know, like, you're, you can escape. Like I can go and not be around pain pills. Or I'm still going to be around that fridge. Yeah. yeah it's like, rough. And if that's what, if that's what, you know, brings that dopamine and, to your brain and gives you mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. That's hard, man. Yep. To give, it's to give, absolutely uh, harder. Yeah. To well, give, I, I, I put it up there as the same as any type of addiction. Addiction, yeah. is, addiction is an addiction, you know, and it, I don't care what it is. If you're dealing with it and it's causing you harm or, bad thoughts or feelings it's it's a problem you know and it needs to be taken seriously and nobody should ever downplay yeah, that, I mean, like, this addiction yeah just come back it comes back to like what we all were saying about comics versus movie like just let people fuck like don't hate don't don't go at somebody and make them like well my my addiction or this is better this is like just you know 
don't don't go at somebody because you don't know what they're dealing with. And the thing that pisses me off the most is when people use that that clip. I love the movie, love it to death, but people use the clip from um, uh, Half Baked, where like Bob Saget's in uh, 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 NA for for marijuana, and the and the black dude. I can't remember the guy's name for the life. He's a comedian. Dave Chappelle. No, no, it's not Dave Chappelle. It's it's a different black guy entirely. It's a, he's a different comedian. He's a little bit smaller. Um, I can't. Cat Williams. Face? No, it's not Cat Williams. I have his face in my mind, but I can't play. Anyway, Chris he Rock? stands up. No, no I, don't, I, I can't think of anybody but Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, I'll look up the clip and find the guy's name. But he sits there and says in, in the clip, in this NA clip, he goes, "You in here for some marijuana?" Like, and the whole crowd starts ostracizing Bob Saget's character for being in there for marijuana. No, and, Bob Saget's the one that stands up and says, like, "You're in here for marijuana to Dave Chappelle," and he's like, "I oh, used to that's dick right. for coke." Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. My bad. My bad. But that's that's right. Because oh, Jesus Christ, that's right. Um, the reason I bring that clip up is even though it's funny and it's you know in the sake of comedy, I think people kind of got that in their head that that's the case. Um. Like, For some people, there is a there is a very small possibility of addiction to marijuana. Um, I remember when Lady Gaga was being very vocal about what she experienced with addiction to marijuana. Um, while that is absolutely possible, that doesn't make it a gateway drug. You know, that's well, no, that one thing saying, I would say. I'm and I wouldn't say. I don't want I, nobody complain about the freaking marijuana addiction i'm just it sucks when we all don't have marijuana i get it i fully do but i mean like mm, i'm just yeah for some people you know again i i i can personally say i've not experienced that type of addiction but i would say for some guys i'm very sorry for you for going through that and you know do what you can that helps you you know i'm saying I, no don't do anything harder because you'll be fucked like, no, you're don't feel a lot harder, but, you know, i mean if you're gonna go straight edge then just fucking yeah. go straight edge. Uh, yeah, the, okay. the reason i bring up the half-baked scene is because you said addiction is addiction is addiction yeah. and i think that if anyone says that they are addicted to something or they know they have an addiction to something that isn't considered an addictive substance that doesn't matter if, yeah. they're, if, if they say they feel like they're addicted to marijuana, then it's probably because yeah, I know, and I got judged you with that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, like, I have to, I Beth knows I have to roll yeah. my shit back a lot because I do, I do get judged you because I'm like, what the fuck, you know, like, I'm really, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> so I, I, that's my bad. I do understand. I do understand. I feel. My bad. Well, you know, you're right. You're right. I just hard to understand if you've not been through it. That's exactly. That's I'm being judgmental. Uh, you know, it's it's like we said earlier today. Sometimes even when you don't feel like it, you just gotta say, "Okay, I understand." You know. I guess no. I guess what it comes down to me is that like I'm straight up addicted to marijuana. I mean, like if I don't have it, I've been smoking. I've been a smoker since I was 15, and don't yeah. But, and if I don't have it, yeah, my stomach will get a little queasy and I, I understand the uncomfortable of it and I, I like to smoke, but I guess when you've seen harsher addictions, that's where the judginess comes in. It's like, if all you have to complain about is a mar and I guess maybe it's in the real world. Like if all you have to complain about is a marijuana addiction, then that's a first world problem. Yeah, it's a total first world problem, man. <laughs> it's a total fucking first world problem. 
it's like I pointed out before, like <laughs> you can consider uh, something that's that you can consider something like marijuana uh, as an addiction if it's ruining your life. If you're. Yeah. That to if me it's is having crazy. a negative effect on you in any yeah. way. Like if you're like, yeah. fuck you, I don't love you to your man or your woman. Like I'm going to smoke this bowl instead of make hot, sweet love to you. Yeah. You're starting. I don't want to go to work. Cause I'm <laughs> I wouldn't bought. Like, we, we went there. Did we? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying you got to integrate. If it's really fucking up your life like that, then yes. you have. Yeah. Like problem. if you wouldn't <laughs> bought weed instead of buying formula for your baby. Yeah. That's like you really have an issue. I feel like you have issues with more than just the marijuana, but like I feel, yes, you definitely have uh, problems that need to be addressed. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're going that's... by form. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So Josh, did your did your grandmother die from any alcohol related illnesses, or did she pass through fine? She passed in ninety nine, but she got sober in eighty nine. Well, wow. So she lived the last 10 years of her life completely sober. Well, um, but apparently she, she was only 60 or 59 when she passed away. Woo. And it was because of all the heavy damage done to her yeah. liver and yeah. other things. Because for a, a long, long period of time, she was always, always like, laid up crawling around the floor drooling drunk. wow jesus so what kind of person was she when she got clean she was amazing and one of my favorite people in the entire world and i miss her every day i wish she had been around to meet madison and misty yeah yeah uh, before that <clears throat> i would go and spend the summers with her but she wasn't my favorite person to be around yeah understandable when i graduated when I graduated high school, I went to live with her in South Carolina for a few, for a while. You know? So yeah, she was, uh, she was pretty amazing once she was clean. Um, well, you know, I one wish, of the, well, I was going to say, I wish I'd had more time with her, but also, longer, also I'm glad that I learned. Yes. Because if I had not had that example, I know I wouldn't be who I am today. I know I have an addictive personality and I know I would have probably succumbed to peer pressures of, hey, try this. And who knows? I did some stupid shit as sober. So who knows if I'd even be here today? I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't make that. Well, see, one of the reasons why, you know, Jeff, didn't drink until he was around 30 is because his father was an alcoholic and he suffered through a lot of things. And at the end he, he wasn't supposed to be drinking. And whenever we would go see him, Oh no, no, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. And he ended up passing away. We had to put him in a nursing home and he passed away a couple of weeks later. And uh, we cleaned out his house. It was amazing because we found so many bottles of French vanilla extract. That's some craziness. Yeah. I mean, just mm. stacked all throughout the house in different places. And that's how he was getting his fix. You know, mm. and that's sanity. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I totally understand why Jeff was absolutely dead set on this, you know, for so long. And he does drink now, but he's not like, you know, a raging alcoholic. He does, he drinks wine, you know, he's, he's King George with his glass of wine, you know, <laughs> and he gets a little tipsy and, you know, yeah, he's gotten drunk a couple of times, but he's not a mean drunk. His dad was a mean drunk. You know, I think we've all encountered the mean drunk. None of the Ogletree yep. girls are mean drunks. We're all stupid, silly drunks. We're fun to be around. We do stupid shit, but, you know, it's funny. And you know, I don't drink a lot. But I the used bitch to. can drink when she can't. Like, I'm just yeah. going to play. Like, I'll come <laughs> over here. I, I'm just saying, like... I'll come over. I came over here a couple months ago and she's got a bottle of Jameson right there. And like, she can legit take a shot, not flinch. Like, I, like man up, do it. And I'm just like, Holy shit. You know, like she, yeah. Much respect for that. When that happened, I'm like, I would be gagging right now if I had to do that. So, but she's yeah, not guys a love me. What can I it's, say? She's, she's completely sober. Like, Yeah. I mean, you know, I do drink. It's like when when they came over Saturday night, I had half a mug of yeah, she's a uh, mixed drink. Drinker. Complete occasional social drinker. Or Donald Trump's really pissed me off yes. today, drinker. <laughs> yes. Then she gets real, a, like, oh my God. I have a very embarrassing story about drinking too much. Um, back when uh, per, uh, Prince had passed away and like a week before that, fucking David Bowie. Um, that was a rough time, man. So Prince died on my birthday, by the way. Uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awful, <laughs> and I had to stream that night. Uh, I remember was, that. Oh, oh my god! My so I went and bought a whole fifth of um, Sailor Jerry, which is my my go to uh, rum of choice. Um, I'm not joking when I say this. I drank that whole thing in less in like I want to say about thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes, something like that. Uh, because the next thing I know, I, I'm waking up. With vomit on my bed. Oh my god! It's it's like two in the morning, and I have no idea what the fuck happened. I can't find my phone for the fucking life of me anywhere. Um, I then go over. I I I kind of get out of bed. I go to the bathroom. I'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I clean myself up a little bit. Um, I I notice that the bottle is empty. I was like, oh my god. Wow. And I, go, I I I don't know what how the stream went. I have no clue. So I. I go, <laughs> I go to the VOD and I'm watching it and I'm, I am, I am unbelievably plastered and I'm screaming at people to vote for Bernie Sanders. Oh, uh, God. oh my no God. Oh, no, dude, you've got to link me this because I, I, I need to see this. Oh, I need to hear this. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's I, I have to unfortunately tell you it is deleted. The guy, the oh, guy. I got that. <laughs> Because there's the problem. Twitch has a whole thing where if you, if, you oh. have, uh, if you have something like that up, it looks that they can consider it uh, self-harm. And so they can yeah. do it. Oh, that's hilarious. It uh, didn't stick yeah. around too long. Greg was white girl wasted. It was hey, so bad. I, I've, been, I've been white girl wasted too. So, hey, yeah. it happens my, to the best of, best of us. You guys, I hate to say this, but yeah, that five o'clock's rolling my train. I don't drive. My train's coming soon. About oh, shit. Okay. Minutes. We got to wrap it up. Got it. Um, well, yeah, guys. Um, Jesus, that was a fucking fantastic conversation. I, yeah. I, 
Well, I thank you, you so me. much. I'm thank sorry you. my ADD affected it and we went off. No, no, no. Like, that, it fits we in. a lot. <laughs> it fits in with our MO. I mean, we're ADD as it is because we'll go off on tangents all the time. But I did yeah. want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. No problem. You know, no, no worries here. No shame from us because, you know, we understand things yeah, happen. Yeah, and to anybody out there, don't listen. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the authority. Just yeah. No, she's not the authority, but she does have wisdom and she does have good advice. And I, for one, am very proud of her and who she's become today. Yes. So. Yeah. I haven't stabbed anybody or burnt houses down. That's so right. At life. Yes. <laughs> You're winning. <laughs> you winning. haven't called me from jail yet. Not so. yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have an understanding. Yeah, guys, I loved it. I love talking about. Yeah, I love. I, I love, I'm a nerd out. Like I love the boys. I love shows on Netflix. And like I, I told her, I would love to come on and talk about Suicide Squad too. And when that comes out, cause I love that show and I just want to talk about it. So yeah, I'll come back anytime you guys want. I love it. You guys are amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Come Greg, shot but... though. That come shot though. <laughs> <laughs> that come shot though. That was going to be thinking about that no, for a hot Hands minute. down, no, the best a, story of how, like that. That oh, superhero. If they, if they ever I make, mean, if they ever make the, the yeah, or like got fucking superpowers. <laughs> I hope that the pro becomes a movie and like it's it's fucking full on rated R. Like I want. Oh, that I absolutely want this now. Like I absolutely want to see this. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I wish I still had the comic. I, I like again. I loan out my stuff all I the time. I would honestly like, read that shit. I would honest to God. It's a one shot. Like I'm sure it's not that expensive on like Amazon or something because it's. it's you only had me at like the rapid hand jobs. <laughs> Or one trade, I should say. It's there's actually in the trade there was an extra comic where another uh, a hooker had gotten superpowers, but her superpowers were ten were ten arms. Like so, uh, her and the pro had a competition for how many how many see, hands Oh could my get. god! Who like, won? Honey, but who won? So neither, fortunately, neither of them won because they were interrupted by a supervillain. But. But what? Oh, oh. so one's given ten handies. I have questions, Ben. I have questions. One's given ten handies, and then one got a a line of dudes seeing if they can get the ten off before the. She's getting a train run on her. Like this is a like. Oh my god! But who's the super villain? I don't remember. It was. I don't. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I just it, the the fuck the the hand job thing was so fucking funny that because I stopped caught up on the cup shot. I but barely like that's I, the thing. Why? I haven't read it in so long. Like the the thing. Uh, you know what? It's probably yeah. one of them's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Were they in the basement again? What oh. are you kids doing down here? <laughs> Get get the fuck out of here I with can't. that! <laughs> this is took her awesome. flip flop off, man. She took her flip flop off. Oh, you knew it was business when the flip flop came. Oh off. yeah, you did. She didn't even have to say anything. You just better run <laughs> faster than she did in that one flip flop. I ain't doing nothing. If she pulled them off both, you're done. Both off, you're done for. <laughs> I am done with you, Milo. Your dog. It's I, my dog. My, I just put on my flip flops, and this dog thinks I'm taking it out. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Uh, In October 2009, a live adaptation of the graphic novel, they said that they would like to have either Sarah Silverman or or Ellen Muth, I know that, play the lead. In March 2017, Paramount Pictures picked up the film rights to the pro and hired Zoe McCarthy to write the screenplay. Well. 
So they are going to make a live action of it. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask real quick, not to get in discussion, but I heard in one of my groups that like there's been rumors about rebooting Lord of the Rings, and I'm just gonna say that would but be we just did that twenty years uh, ago, but it's still you can't. It's been twenty years, but it's iconic. It's, you cannot. It's not quite. It's not. I mean, it is a re. It's a what it's that's gonna be a TV series on HBO. Is what it's oh, oh. Yeah, it, I, no, it's gonna I'm be on Amazon. That. It's going to be on Amazon and on Google. Okay, so here's, here's the story. The, the, the short was called um, The Pro versus the Ho, in which ha. the pro, uh, it's 12 armed, not 10 armed, sorry. In the story, the Ho receives powers in much the same way that the Pro does via an alien viewer that orbits the Earth in the in a cloaked ship. That's what it was. It wasn't a meteorite. That's what I forgot. Um, because the Pro has superpowers, she's able to perform sex acts at super speed. The uh, the problem arises when several of the Johns complain oh by God. the time they relax enough to enjoy themselves, their job <laughs> is over. The Ho then appears and confronts the Pro and knocks her into the river and eventually saves her from drowning. Subsequently, the two women get to know one another. The Ho explains that she never wanted superhuman powers and all she ever wanted was to do work with small animals as a veterinarian. <laughs> The pro resolves resolves to take the hoe to Animal Hub's husbandry facility where she uses all 12 of her arms to service what? the animals for the breeding. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I love this comic. Look, I mean, I thought that they catered to us with historical romance, but they are straight up fucking with you boys. Like, oh, I don't yeah. even know how this. I, I mean, I like, so, I anyways, we we've got to stop, guys. We got to stop because, like yeah. she said, her ride is okay. coming. So yes. uh, let's uh, let's go ahead. It's and do been our, amazing, uh, y'all. It's it has amazing. been. Let's go ahead and do our outro stuff, Josh. If you want to get that going. All right. Well, for <laughs> all of you out there, if you're new to the show and you're still here, <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> follow the uh, show down below all the links will be below the description of where you can follow us instagram twitter social media such as facebook uh if you want to buy some merch keep on a lookout we are going to have new artwork debuting soon our artist did have a hand injury and he has subsequently finally gotten over that uh and he's back to drawing and sent a color shot of greg's uh rough sketch not the final design by the way that's just the rough sketch uh so i'm looking forward to seeing these uh really excited can't wait to debut that now as for me if you want to follow me on social media i'm on facebook under my regular name absolutely enraging the karens apparently oh uh, you are well too fucking bad too fucking bad I'm sorry, but when you have a gathering of that many people, and I call you assholes because you're directly linked to uh, the Sturgis bike rally, over 260,000 cases of coronavirus because of it, and I refer to those in attendance as selfish assholes, and you take offense to that, and then throw up, oh, well, what about all these protesters and rioters burning down cities? You might be a fucking racist. Yeah, and I'm gonna out you for it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. But that's why we so, love you. Yeah, yeah. Take take it or leave it. I am who I fucking am. I'm authentic as shit. There you go. <laughs> I said. Uh, but said. if you want, uh, yeah, yeah. And if you want to follow a, ja a jackass like that, you can do so 
by finding me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. But Facebook's where I'm more outspoken and volatile. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's me. <laughs> Betty, is there anywhere they can follow you if you would like for them to? You can follow me at, on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree. You can follow me on Twitter at Bright Betty, and you can follow me on Instagram at Petricor Betty. The links will be down below. <clears throat> but I am most active as Josh on Facebook. So that's where I am. All right. Uh, Heather, do you have anywhere on social media you'd like to promote oh, in case anybody no. wanted to? Okay. No, I'm telling yeah. you, oh, don't contact no. me. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, don't look her up through you. me. She will delete you. I, so, no, I'm no, just I'll, telling you right I, now. I, 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 no, I, I don't care. I love you guys, but no, I, I'm, yeah. She's a private person. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm be over introverting out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all social media is under Chub Rock Geek. Um, I, I, I keep saying it every week, but uh, we're going to get to play some Jackbox soon. We really are. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, everywhere, literally everywhere. Chub Rock Geek. I, we need to start our, our, this podcast zone, like Twitter or uh, Twitch count. So that way we can stream on that instead of my own. But whatever. Right now it's Chub Rock Geek. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Bless you. Thank you. So much fun, you guys. She said space. No, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, for for next week, guys, we're her. going to be <laughs> uh, next week. We're going to be talking about the next boys episode and the next uh, Lovecraft Country episode. Uh, we don't have anything planned to watch individually or uh, as as like the the third show or whatever. But what I do want to do is that. Uh, I want all three of us to bring something that uh, we've watched that we know that the other two haven't um, and give it a review. It, whether it's something brand new, something you've watched before that you kind of want to promote, Ooh. that's totally fine. Well, you know what? I already got something then. All right. We'll save it because you want to surprise us. Surprise <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, I think but yeah, I have I think- something too. I got to look. I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's <laughs> what we're going to do next week, guys. Um God damn it. This has been amazing, Heather. Thank you for joining us. Uh, guys. We'll have to get you back on in the future. Um, Cause I, yeah, it, it was fantastic conversation. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of me. Like I was just like, Oh shit, this is going to go to hell. That's our favorite place. <laughs> I know, right. I just didn't think other people would appreciate it. Like I do. Uh, uh, hey guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Have you a good one. Sticking to the whole thing, and we'll see you next time. All right. Peace, love, and Polly Pops. <laughs> Take she care, <did>. everybody. <laughs> <laughs>